I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. You know what the Midwest is, young and restless. They're where these niggas might snatch your necklace and next these niggas might jack your Lexus. Somebody tell these niggas who Kanye West is. I walk through the valley of the shower where death is. Top floor to view alone can leave you breathless. <gasps> Try to catch this. <gasps> it's kind of hard getting choked by detectives. Yeah, yeah. Now check the method. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Tips Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. And it is Saturday morning, which means it's feedback time. Yes, it is. Of course, you can find the show at theblackouttips.com. You can also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Podomatic. Just search the Blackout Tips. We'll come up. We appreciate everybody that takes the time out to do that. Um, the official weapon of the show is... The taser. An unofficial sport. It's bullet ball. A bullet ball extreme. And we're going to get into some feedback today. Uh, we're going to tell you how the best way to get into feedback uh, you can leave us five star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. We promise to read them on the air regardless of content. So even if you don't like the show, leave us a five star review and we'll read it. Yes, we will. But if you love the show, especially leave us a five star review. If you love it, what are you waiting for? You should have already left one. Correct. And, uh, you know, it's Christmas. Leave us a five star review for Christmas, guys. Um, it's not too late to get us something. You can also do stuff like, um, Go to theblackouttips.com. You can vote in the polls. We have a poll for each episode that we put up. You can leave comments on episodes. Uh, mm-hmm. Let us know what you think about it. You can leave comments on the polls. So let us know what you think about the polls. Um, the email address is theblackouttips at gmail.com. This is a bunch of ways to get in contact with us and to leave us messages and let us know what you think about different things that we talked about throughout the week um and uh you know what you know what what the feedback is for that week you can also leave us three minute or less voicemails at 704-557-0186 that's 704-557-0186 just try to keep it less than three minutes so that we don't have people monopolizing the time and everybody kind of gets that equal shine correct um am i leaving anything out to to uh getting to do feedback Oh, iTunes, Stitcher. I did those already. Okay. You can donate to the show. Yes, you can. Become a one-time donator, recurring donator, or even become a premium listener. Uh, and uh, we have premium shows that we put out all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, we appreciate people that do support that. We do. Um, yesterday, we just did the longest. <laughs> but But also very fun. But the longest Balls Deep episode ever. Yeah, I I think that broke a record for Balls Deep. Yeah, I can't remember the exact time off the top of my head, but I'm not exaggerating. It was over four hours. It was. Uh, B. Cole was our guest uh, from, um, uh, you know, Twitter, you know, uh, at cubicle underscore BC. Y'all know him as a cubicle. Tied up for a few hours. Yeah, it was four (laughs) hours, 41 minutes, and 23 seconds. That's how long it was. Great time, though. Got to be our longest episode. That's not a marathon of anything. Yeah, just not a marathon. Yes. Um, and we got we got lost in the lipstick alley comment section. <laughs> yes, we did. To be quite honest with you, but the point being, we're always putting stuff out. Also, spoiler movie review of John Wick is out with uh, uh my girl Fem Fem Politique on Twitter. You guys might know her, uh, Tiara, and uh, we also another light skin moment came out episode eight a very light-skinned christmas <laughs> with me and karen we were on there uh the review of interstellar with me and chris mm-hmm. top five with me karen and chris lambert yes we've been working y'all like we're constantly putting stuff out you know you want sometimes i'm sure you guys want to know what we think about certain things maybe you just kind of fall through the cracks today we'll be doing a nerd off at three um <laughs> so uh, sterling should be there scott hanson hanselman should be there um uh, so you know yeah 
Yeah. Go ahead. And on top of that, a lot of shows are ending. So me and Roger are probably going to get up within the next few weeks and do our mid-season reviews for several shows. Yeah, for off-season reviews. Yes. So it's constantly working here. Mm-hmm. In case you want to like, if I go premium, will I get my money's worth? You'll never be able to listen to all the stuff on premium. No. But that's the good thing. Uh, yes, yes. In my opinion. You know, pick, cherry pick what you like. You know, maybe you like movies. Maybe you have time to listen to that. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's always one person that has listened to everything, but I don't know who it is, you know, because that's a rare, that's a rare, put out a lot of stuff. That's a rare day because between the regular show and the premium show, we put out over a thousand episodes. Yeah. So, uh, make sure you guys, um, do all that stuff. Um, speaking of people that did give us a donation, it's time to take them to church. I dedicate this song to recession depression and unemployment this song's for you today's a new day that's right, y'all. Hey. Gotta give props to the people that made it possible for us to be here. Yes, we do. Without y'all, it wouldn't be no us. It sure wouldn't be. M. Stevens from Film Press Comics, thank you for your recurring donation. Yes, we thank you. And y'all, don't cheat him at the comic books this time. We know he'll be selling them in the back. And no comic books aren't 25 cent old people. Pay, pay full price. Kyle R. gave us a one-time donation all the way from Thailand. Woo! international mm-hmm. we thank you we see you on satellite i guess that missionary work has been working out for us just fine it sure has finally getting tired from overseas speaking of which we got some ties all the way from canada karen for yolanda w hey sweetie hey neighbor we will take these loonies and put them right on in the collection plate we will we don't we don't care as long as um paypal transfer them to dollar bills we don't care what what your money's worth to the dollar she left us a note on her tides, she said to the Cadillac, I mean church building fund, I've been delivered, shakes tambourine, twerks in the aisle. Yes. And you know, this will be well spent on the building fund. <laughs> yes, okay? it will. The building that will never get built. We thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> yes, we do. I need a new pair of shoes. All right. Mm-hmm. He's losing some shine. <laughs> Got a one-time donation from Martino T. Thank you very much, Martino. Yes, sweetie. We see you out there. Appreciate you visiting uh, we got Leslie S. who hit us with the one-time donation. She's always shouting us out on Twitter and stuff. Thank you very much, Leslie. Yes, we 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 see you over the Twitter missionary out there supporting the calls. Thank you, sweetie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maurice November, uh, who uh, killed Tubbs' girlfriend in season three of Miami Vice, but he's trying to redeem himself yeah. by recurring donating. Yes, he is. And I'm glad he changed that white to a off-white because it is wintertime so, right. you know, white is the only color we wear. I mean, you wear. We understand that, but dim it down a little bit because it's wintertime. We will take your blood, my man. <laughs> yes, we will. Chris from Hawaii started up the new recurring donation. Thank you so much, Chris from Hawaii. Thank you from out there in the islands. Yep. You guys all know Chris, man. Um, thank you so much, dog. We appreciate thank you, you. sweetie. Uh, and uh, Kamea Meha to you, brother. <laughs> you know what that means. I don't. <laughs> little, little Hawaiian for y'all. Y'all ain't up on that. Mm-mm. Kamea Meha. I don't know nothing about that. That sound like Kamea Meha. Bray, hey, hey, don't worry about where I got it from. <laughs> Brina H. <laughs> Recurring donation from Brina. Thank you so much, Brina. We Thank you, you, Brina. We we seen you shake your dollar bill down the aisle. Mm-hmm. Tabitha M. Recurring donator. Thank you so much. Thank you, Tabitha. We oh, see oh, you oh. swaying. Recurring first time donator. 
Conrad L still has not got out of the members, uh, new members class, but that's fine. No, I, I, I think he likes staying in that class. He's, he's like teaching the middle members class. Right. He's like, I ain't never graduating from this. Uh, of course, that infamous chat room racist black ass Rob. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much for your recurring donation, Black Rob. <laughs> Thank you, sweetie. We appreciate your, your racism. We do. Uh, Jeremy R. Thank you very much, Jeremy Rich. Uh, we appreciate you with your uh, recurring donation, as always. We do. Through. Good luck in the All-Star game. Uh, Sable Designs. Designing these these fans with Martin Luther King on the front and the funeral homes on the back. Thank yes. you so much to Zabel the Signs. We thank you. And to all y'all out there, don't bend them. Remember, yes. we Stop. haven't got them laminated yet. Don't bend Stop them. Stop bending the fans, okay? I can't afford shoes and new fans. Right. No, right. we no, we, we can't do both. When we get them laminated, you can bend them because then it'll bounce back. But until mm-hmm. then, we ask that you don't bend the Martin Luther King fans. Children's, uh, children's uh, funeral homes paid way too much for those fans. All yes, right, they did. Now. Thank you so much. That's everybody that donated this week. Let's uh, play me out, choir. On fleet. Yes, it is. We got five star reviews to read. Woo-hoo! Got some on iTunes. Let's start with those first. Big Blaze says entertaining two exclamation points. Uh five stars, of course. Ryder Karen keep it one hundred. Thank you very much. Appreciate you, Big Blaze. I love Ryder Karen, says Super Sancho Poncho. Five stars. Thank you. Thank sweetie. you for your great insight and laughs. You're welcome, and thank you for the five-star review. Down Home Comedy says, Sandrita SC. Five stars, of course, or I wouldn't be reading it. Right. Everybody knows I'm only five-star literate. Correct. Listening to the Blackout Test podcast like hanging out with your friends, you don't have to agree with every word, but you will get your life and get those laughs in. The Rod Father commands it. (laughs) (laughs) In, the, in these hard times, it's always good to kick back with your homies, Ryan and Karen, and their great guests as they tackle topics, whether serious or inane. You know they got these jokes and these two cheeseburgers. Mm, we do got them two cheeseburgers, man. Thank you. And we do appreciate it, man. Uh, I can listen all day, says Jay Kamau. Yo, I feel like I'm chilling in my, my basement having drinks and bugging out with friends about local and geopolitics. You guys are smart, funny, goofy, ignorant, and witty. I feel like we grew up together. Oh, hey, thanks, Jay, uh, Jay Kamal. Thank you, sweetie. And the last five-star re- uh, review on iTunes is Sanity Check-In Five Stars by Lelagos uh, Demoy. I hope I didn't mess your name up too much. This is my favorite. This is my new favorite podcast. It's my go-to listen because stressful means at work, bring the blood pressure down and relaxing, listening in the eve to digest the day's news and happiness. I always look forward to hearing Rod and Karen's perspectives and appreciate Rod's meticulous research. It shows. Well, you know, when you at, you're on the show and Karen's asking 57 questions. <laughs> like, About who's Bobby murder for the 55th time. Yeah. Won't even let you get to the, to the article to explain. It's just. <laughs> Why are we talking about this? I'm like, oh, here we go. 
i usually agree but always learn something new even i even like the feedback show i've lost count of how many people i recommend this podcast to it's a perfect balance of light and serious with plenty of levity keep it coming guys we will thank you so much for uh recommending us to your friends yes uh thank you for getting us a five-star review yes um i think uh as of right now we're about almost two away we are two away from 600 reviews on itunes now all those reviews aren't five stars you know i'm sure there's some that are less or whatever but most of them are the vast majority of them are Mm -hmm. thank you so much y'all for writing in to leave a review over the years and whatnot like it it is really dope to look over there and see that number you know and be like wow look at all these people that have thought enough of us to take the time out and write something down you don't have to do that you have plenty of time uh that you spend doing other shit but to spend time with us and take a minute out to say here's five stars here's what i think that that's extremely cool man yes and truthfully all we want for christmas is five stars we said that last week we're gonna keep that motto of this week that's all we want for christmas and for those of you that do new year's resolution make your new year's resolution and leave us a five-star review because we know some of y'all been listening for years. You've been slacking. You've been like, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. You never got around to it. So we just want everybody out there who have not left a five-star review to just leave us a five-star review in um, iTunes and Stitcher. But we're talking about iTunes right now. Um, to leave us a five-star review on, on, on iTunes, go to any Apple device. Go to your iTunes and type in the Black Guy Who Tips. Up in the top left-hand corner, you will see leave uh, write a review, and you can leave us five stars. And no matter what you say, we will read it as long as it is five stars. Also, if you are outside of the continental United States... Let us know so we can dig up your country and find out who you are because we want everybody all around the world to know that you love the black guy who tips or you hate us or whatever it is you want to say. Mm-hmm. Someone on Twitter hit, hit me up and said, when you guys going to talk? And I responded just now. Whenever we stop jamming to that Yeezy dog shit, we were yeah. jamming. What? You could have played time. another song or two. Mm-hmm. I like that. Man. Uh, bottom five. This is a five-star review on Stitcher. It's by Akeem. Uh, five stars, of course. Hey, guys. My name is Akeem, like the main character from Coming to America. How did I know how to pronounce that? It was spelled completely different than what I thought. Uh, hey, man. Sometimes you just got the gift. You know what I'm saying, Akeem? Yeah, you do. Uh, I want to say you guys are amazing. The bottom five episode had me laughing at the endless combination of rappers that come up when this question was presented. The list I came up with was five, Soldier Boy. Because he is trash. <laughs> Soldier Boy is trash. I guess yes, I never listened to, to him enough me to either. get him into my rotation. I just remember that. Yeah, crank that Soldier Boy. But you're right. He is terrible. And I do remember turning my swag on. Let me see. Oh God, this is horrible. <laughs> yeah, but for some people, this is they shit. Like, I. T- Beat so hard now. This is what you listen to. This is what you do when you first start learning to rap. 
Hating on me because you can't rap. Hating on me because you can't Jesus Christ, he is the worst. Oh, he is terrible. But like I said, I don't. And some of it is like a generational thing because it's some. No, it's not. Oh no, oh. Whack, whack music is always whack. It's not. Oh, that's true. Because no. we played a bunch of shit from when we was coming up, right? And, that, that, and it was whack. So it's not just even generational. That shit just whack. True, but when I say generation, because I didn't know, like I didn't fuck with his music, so I don't. Yeah, but you didn't fuck with Silk the Shocker's music either. That's not. That's true. You you know whack when you hear it. It's all, that's true too. Now it all sounds a goddamn same to me. <laughs> whack is whack is and whack is like don't do that crack because it's whack. Number four for him was OJ the Juice Man. This one. Aye, aye, Wait, that aye. one got that one actually got somebody else on. Let's just hear this. This is no hook. Oh, NPC cartel. Cartel. My pockets is on that Caesar salad. What does that even mean? I have no idea. He making a hey, you know I can't rap, but the way some of these people rapping make me think I could do something. Well, they do because it's all about keeping the same cadence. Like sometimes it's not, you know, it's like if you just keep saying the words in that same rhythm, you never change it up. It, yeah, everybody could do that. Yes, you know, it's like it's like that thing when people do that, and when people in every bar with nigga like i those are two signs you can't rap with yeah because you're not creative because we out here getting that uh because we some working ass niggas try to get me you a twerking ass nigga walking around like you some jerking ass niggas man you better go back to surfing ass nigga like shit like you you can't rap and then shit like that too where it's like automatic in the traffic look at me i'm past dramatic you can do that shit for three minutes in a row like that's not really being good at rap uh say oj juice man because ad-libs can only go so far Three, Mike Jones. I don't know if we did we play Mike Jones last time? I don't remember. I don't think we did. I mean, obviously Mike Jones is not good at I mean if we did, I don't mind playing it again. Uh uh back then of course is it here. What? This is in my jam. Oh, this is the remix right here. Before I came up in the game, be holding show no love. They see me in the club and used to treat me. 
me like a scrub. They wouldn't holler cause my dollars wasn't swollen up. I bet they change their mind when them 84s come rolling up. They see that I'm a star, now they wanna sit in my car. Now they wanna count my G's, smoke my weed and sip my bar now. They used to love to diss me, now they rush to hug and kiss me now. They telling all their friends when I leave how they miss me now. 281 330 Mike Jones up on the low, cause Mike Jones about to blow. That nigga used to give his real phone number out, man. That was the best part of Mike Jones. I remember that shit. That's the other thing he used to do a lot. Repeat bars right after he said them. Nigga, we ain't forget. You just said that. Right. It's just filling space so you can have, like, now I got 16 bars. Correct. Damn, if I was here. She, I said before the ice was in my... This is his third time repeating this, Karen. Oh, I got my major deal. These hoes wouldn't give a damn if I was here. She, I'm for good. That girl didn't want me. Now I'm hot hoes all on me. That girl didn't want me. Now I'm hot hoes all on me. That girl didn't want me. Now I'm hot hoes all on me. That girl didn't want me. Now I'm hot hoes all on me. I said... Yeah, he was terrible, man. Yes. Let's see. So he was at Mike Jones, which is three. I don't think I have to explain the lack of lyrical talent he has. Yeah, repeating shit three, four times in a row is a pure sign. You you couldn't come up with three more lines, really? Right. Uh, Two young thug. His hook and lifestyle can't be English. It sounds like some Haitian voodoo spell. I've never heard of Young Thug. Oh, but don't tell me some shit you play now. I just wasn't paying attention. I, not only <laughs> not only have you heard it, you heard it before almost every show. And you won't. I have to play it when you're not around because you always make jokes about it. Oh, this bullshit song. <laughs> you don't know who he is because you keep talking over him <laughs> and you can't tell what the goddamn words is no all that crap sounds the same he's You'll terrible never learn if you keep talking over it Mm-mm. i don't want to learn well that's young thug um uh, my nigga i fuck with young thug he is whack though he's top five whack. very whack um so i'm not gonna debate it now i've never heard another song by young thug so i now i almost want to hear another one maybe he doesn't Uh-oh. talk like that all the time okay let's find out he got a song called two bitches yeah two of them like the basketball player we talked about yesterday, two of them. <laughs> like Lou Williams. Mm-hmm. This is Lou Williams' favorite song. Ha <laughs> ha! on that two bitches again. Okay, cool, okay, boo, I love her. I'ma savor, yes, I damn it, glove her. I'ma call my poppin' for her fucking mother. 
I heard this damn song before. What? <laughs> I think that's just how that nigga raps. Oh. I'm in the words, but that's not what it sounds like. Amazing. Amazing. That boy is a savant. Yes, he uh, is. I had to add two bitches to the pre show rotation. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so at number one is Lil B. The problem with Lil B is he is whack on purpose. There are songs he has that proves he can rap well, but he goes out of his way to put on those whack bass guard freestyles, uh, to put those out, which is more offensive than if he really tried to rap. Looking forward to more great podcasts. Look, um, I'm gonna say, I know we didn't play Lil B. You were, uh, nah, you, I played Lil B. I mean, I yeah, Lil B, video but, before. but when we did the, when we did ours, Lil B wasn't on our list yeah um yeah it didn't even cross my mind because either it is a thing where it feels like he's being whack on purpose right so, which is completely different than somebody being serious and they just bad yeah like i've always kind of given him a pass to a certain extent because it's like you know um you know he he i think he could be good and he just doesn't want to be or not even good just he could be better and he doesn't want to be yeah, he's not gonna put that for the end but if we're gonna talk about little b it's only one song yeah, i can yeah, play man, gotta play gotta play that hose on my dick that's my shit yes we in this motherfucker uh two five That video got viewed like three million times. Ah, uh, it's the only five star review they got though. Um, everything I mean, else is whack. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's the only. I'm sorry. It's the only five star review we got on Stitcher this week. Okay. All right. Uh, we have comments on the actual website. Let's get to those. Um, first of all, uh, we got a comment on um our movie review of um the of Interstellar. That I did with Chris. Mm-hmm. Uh, Karen hasn't seen Interstellar, but Chris has. Um, uh, Spoiled movie review forty-seven Interstellar. 
and this is from sando sandler agony at first i wasn't so sure that interstellar was going to be among my favorite nolan movies let alone the best of 2014 well three viewings later two on imax and one in digital was i in for one of the greatest movie experiences of all time not only is interstellar engrossing and deep it is also emotional at times yeah it can be quite emotional um yeah which mccauley he he be acting his ass off mcconaughey right mm-hmm. for, he lose some weight you know some acting happening for example scenes involving the young and elder murphy cooper had me gasping or bawling like a child because those moments had such stakes that had such huge stakes for herself and her father dealing with time and separation those scenes hit me so hard i still don't know how i was overcome with such sorrow yeah uh yeah i'm not gonna spoil spoil it for you guys listening because it's a spoil review obviously but um yeah some of the stuff between matthew mcconaughey and his daughter uh in the uh in the movie just amazing and riveting stuff and it was like heart-wrenching uh at times nolan is a reminder that you can promote a film without spilling the beans about every detail being leaked to fans or the press and i think people who do that unfortunately rob themselves of an experience that can be everlasting Mm -hmm. yeah uh to this day like even when we do the nerd off, there's certain things I just don't cover. Like when we, did you see the 17 rumors about the new star Wars? I don't Mm-mm. need to, and I, I don't even want you ruining it or pre, pre making me prejudiced to whatever the decisions will be. Nope. I seen uh black Friday turn into star Wars Friday. I watched that review 1500 million times. And guess what? I'm not, I you mean a uh, trailer trailer. And I'm not going to watch another motherfucking trailer. You got my goddamn money. Don't show me another trailer. Well, I don't mind watching another trailer. That's not a problem. I'm just saying, like, websites now, like, all oh. the casting news and the plot revealed to Star Wars episode uh, 7. No, I don't want, want to that. do that. Yeah, because you spoil I want to see the movie. Surprises and, yeah. and things like that. Right. Uh, also, the three-hour length wasn't a hindrance for me due to the fact that Christopher is able to allow a movie to flow without it becoming bogged down by bad scenes, dialogue, or direction. His movies are so good, not even length can be considered to be an excuse as a flaw anymore. People will still will be mad that he doesn't cut some time from his movies. Then again, these are the same people that were mad about the plot holes, quote-unquote, in The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, I, I think I the thing that kept me from seeing the movie the opening week was like man almost three hours i don't know if i want to sit through this but honestly i can't lie when i sat through it i didn't feel i never looked at my watch i never felt like god is dragging on um and uh, i did feel like every scene added something to the narrative and okay there wasn't like any wasted scenes in my opinion okay That's um a good there thing. was there was only like and, and i had like a couple gripes with the movie or you know criticisms of the movie but they weren't anything that really stopped me from enjoying the movie okay um in a year where that has featured great movies such as guardians of the galaxy amazing spider-man 2 haters hate the film but fuck them i loved it yeah i loved it too me too baby gone girl and the raid 2 they can't hold a candle to interstellar and if i had to rank nolan's movies all time i put interstellar number one wow memento number two the dark knight number three the dark knight rises number four and five batman begins memento i think we've seen that one that was actually a great movie yeah i'm i actually like the prestige i don't know what how that, that's what we've seen the prestige yeah i don't know how i would rank my nolan movies because i feel like when it comes to list it makes things sound bad if you like well i don't know if it's in my top five but i mean if it's number six and if i think all the movies are great you know but right um, yeah, I think I just like Nolan's direction. I'm a fan of Nolan. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't get in. I, I, I always hear about the online 
there's a bunch of Nolan de- debates and Nolan fans and their stands and they'll fight you if you say anything about them. My uh-huh. movie review critic fan uh, friends, they say that they have those issues. I've never had that issue, uh-uh. um, but at, and I've also never felt like I need to fight somebody because they disagreed about a Nolan movie. If you don't like it, you just don't like Correct. it. Correct. Um, all right, we got a couple new Tippy nominations. Natasha P nominates the funniest moment. Episode 844 around the 117 mark where Rod does an old school nerd voice while reading Prince LeVon's comments. Flipping hilarious. <laughs> uh, Sterling writes in best new guest nomination, Olivia, a.k.a. Film underscore esque on Twitter. She is amazing. She is everything. She was a very popular uh, guest, man. People enjoy Liv coming through and, and, and chilling with us. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's see what else we got. Uh, oh. We got uh, the regular episodes. We got some comments on that. Episode 844, five-star reviews for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a feedback show, so we talked about a lot of stuff. Uh, Prince Laurent left a story, uh, left a comment. He said, this Wahlberg story, Marky Mark, because, you know, we talked about Marky Mark and his, uh, Ro- Mark Wahlberg, I'm sorry, no disrespect to that racist, uh, for and his hate crimes when he <laughs> was a kid and, you know, could he get over it? And someone had wrote in and said, like, well, this is just kind of the American thing where we want to punish people forever and make them, you know, like eternally keep them from having access to things like voting and opportunities just because they made, they committed a crime. Um, and I, I was like, I don't think that really applies here because this is more of a, um, I don't think you should just be able to erase anything you do, Correct. good or bad. You know, I'm not saying it should like, I just don't feel like his life is being harmed as in an unfair way because he committed like a string of hate crimes when he was a kid. Correct. Prince Laurent says this Wahlberg story is another example of people misusing the word mistake to defend someone's actions. Individuals that want to defend heinous actions like to come back and get with, I guess you've never made a mistake. I heard that so many times after the Ray Rice incident. When beating your wife, when did beating your wife become a simple mistake? Also, the notion that you have to be perfect to have an issue with the unlawful, disgusting actions is just bullshit. I'm not perfect, but I'm certainly better than men who are out there beating their women. Uh, yeah, I think that happens a lot where people are like, look, we all make mistakes. I'm like, no, my mistake isn't raping 30 women. Correct. So I actually am going to judge Bill Cosby as a bad person. Sorry. There is a huge difference between heinous crimes and mistakes, and I would like for them to be labeled correctly. Or if they want to keep using mistakes for everything, you can't pretend that all mistakes are equal. I'm not saying that a person can't redeem themselves, but we do not have to downplay the seriousness of their original actions. Yeah, because this thing was like, oh, I did some stuff when I was 16. I just want to get off my record. Then when you read the charges, you're like, like Whoa. dude, you that was more than just did some stuff. Right, you've been better off not saying anything about it because wasn't nobody talking about it. We had a poll for the show. Should frats and sororities allow their members to wear their gear at protests? Yes or no? Now, keep in mind, obviously not all of us are in frats and sororities. I'm not. Me uh, But we're just getting our artist's appearance. Mm-hmm. Yes, 88%. No, 13% of people said, nah, nah, uh, they shouldn't allow them. But 88%, man, thinks they should. I think they should, too. C. Downser Bozeman says, I think the initial response of AKA and DST was very old school and misguided. The secondary issue I had with this announcement was the fact that everybody assumed that all the members agreed to the rule. 
all the black greeks on my twitter timeline from every friday and sorority well except my oldest because we all know there's only one and apparently i don't follow him oh lord shay right saying that the no letters rule was ridiculous that that was another thing i mean i saw people in frats and sororities that didn't agree with it so it wasn't like and i don't think on the show we ever i don't think we ever implied that it was a universal oh, agreement yeah. mm-hmm. with everybody because they are individual people yeah we're just giving our opinions but mm-hmm. we i never implied that you know oh the all the aka's agree with this you know obviously if you wanted to wear your gear out there you didn't agree with it in the first place correct if they had to send out something saying don't people must not have agreed or else you wouldn't have to even send that in the first place right correct uh so she says i mean he or she says see down the bros i'm not sure if it's male or female um but says uh most said that they were going to ignore it i could totally see someone up in the ranks saying well it's good that they have protesting but let's remind them not to wear letters you're right rod they should have shut the fuck up and let their members do what they are were already during doing supporting the movement final note you said earlier that you don't join you didn't join the organization because you seemed to only it, it seemed to only be about stepping and partying that's all people see because that's the fun part non-members seem to gravitate towards. The undergrad members have community service and GPA requirements in order to stay in the org once you graduate your grad chapter, usually uh, city-based, not college-based, do service projects year-round. But just like when black people do good in the community, you don't hear about the good things Greek orgs do. You only hear about the bad. And to be fair, if you're not in a Greek org, it's probably not on your mind once you leave college. So why would you know what the grad chapters are doing Unless you know a lot of Greeks, you probably never hear what good things are going on within the black Greek bubble. Yeah, that's true, man. I mean, I listen to uh, Black Astronauts podcast and all those brothers are in frat and I know some of those sisters in sororities. And yeah, they don't really talk about that stuff. And I don't know if it's because the world is listening we're not in the frat and they don't want to put their business out there which i totally understand correct um or or if it's just like second nature so they don't think about it but i think the default for most people is well if you're flashy about the step show if you're flashy about uh you know pledging if you're flashy about who gets uh who who's gonna what how many parties you put out those are the things that might attract a lot of people. Now I'm kind of an introvert. So for me, I see it and I go, I'm, I don't gravitate towards those things. I'm more of a, Oh no, I don't want to do that shit. You know what I mean? Now, obviously it's just not for everybody. I'm not, that's no shade. I, I've never said that they're just bad organizations and shit. Me either. Um, Cause I think a lot of them do do good things for the community. I hear about some of the things that they're doing, but it is true. If you're not part, especially once you get older and get grown and start going, like kind of getting outside of the cottage life and going into the real world, it's one of those things where, like you said, if you're not a part of it, it doesn't cross your mind. And some of the interactions I've had have just been negative, to be quite honest. Some of um, them have. You know, I had a, I had a, I had friends who were pledging and their big brothers would be dicks to like me. I'm not pledging your shit. So you can keep, you know, it needs to be polite and cordial with me because I'm being respectful to you. We should respect each other as human beings. You know, I remember one time when I was a freshman, my first like couple days on campus, there was a tree in front of this, uh, uh, this, uh, dorm on campus. And I was just leaning on the tree, like reading or something. And these girls came by and were like extremely rude, like get the fuck off the tree. What's wrong with you? And I was like, what the fuck just happened here? no explanation or nothing like no kindness just 
completely over the top like you're supposed to know right Right. and then and then you know like late i was like what what why are y'all basically like why are y'all acting like this because you know um i I was taken so off guard i wasn't even contra uh i wasn't even like belligerent i wasn't even i didn't even have time to be defensive it was just like what the fuck is like bees on me or some shit like you know (laughs) and then they were like that's our tree that's our tree and i was like what what the fuck does this even mean later on i told somebody about it and they were like yeah that's the so like aka tree on on necessarily like their area so you can't like sit on that or whatever and i'm just like well you know like they could just tell people that not everybody is born knowing that shit correct you know it doesn't have to be a rude thing obviously if i knew i couldn't sit there it's not like i defiantly was like i'm gonna sit on the aka's bench today right if fuck you, them if like you knew that you wouldn't have sat there right yeah you know and then i had another incident where a dude was really rude to me at a basketball when i was shooting around playing basketball he was the assistant coach for the volleyball team um i didn't know they had practice or whatever so i'm just shooting around and he just runs in and starts yelling at me like shit like i was like what the fuck is wrong with this dude and later that dude was like uh it turned out he was a kappa and he was like man you should play as kappa man you seem like a good brother and i'm like do you not remember how much of a fucking asshole you were to me like no i don't want to be in a position where you get to hit me or punish me in any fucking way that i can't hit you back you know what i mean like i want to hit you back now and you didn't even do nothing (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I'm definitely not going to be in a subservient position. So those are just experiences that I had that were negative experiences for me that before I even, before the concept of even being able to pledge came up for me, I was just like, um, like I already was kind of off of like, man, these people walk around here like that cock of the walk. Um, and they, you know, I've had some rude interactions with, with people and it's not. And like I said, I've had some good interactions later on with I other people. Too. But once I got to that point, it was like, well, since I've seen the bad side and those people are in it, I don't want to be in anything where people like that can mistreat me. You know what I mean? So I I was just like, eh, it's not that big a deal. And it seems kind of arbitrary. Yeah, I've seen both sides. Yeah. Right. Um, And I'm glad I kind of did see both sides. Mm-hmm. I didn't grow up watching. I didn't grow up watching school days. I, I didn't grow up. I didn't have any family members. My, I was like one of the, I think the first, maybe first or second person in my family to go to four-year college and graduate. So it wasn't like my family has a legacy of, of pledging and all this shit. Mm-hmm. I just didn't. So it just never registered with me to do it. You know, yeah. um, it's just not my personality. So th- I say all that to say, I never assumed that the organizations are bad or all the people in the organization are bad oh, me or, either. Um, or that they all agree with this. Just, you know, I understand that it's a group, so you got to have mixed signals and stuff. You have different Correct. people in it. Um, Anyway, AKA and DST made a big mistake with this one. Well, I think AKA's walked theirs back, so that was they cool. They did. And because of the nature of the news, it'll make the front page. Funny that the retraction for AKA is met with smirks and eye rolls when they changed, when the change came from the members' upset responses. Black Greek orgs do a lot of good, and I've seen many of them at protest letters and all. Yeah, I, like I said, I think they, uh, they, they can be a big, um, a big source for change mm-hmm. and organizing. And, um, of course, like I said, AKA's pulling back. That was dope. I still have to say, people wrote in, I do understand both sides. I do understand mm-hmm. why you would also not want to. My personal preference, I'm not in the group. I, I would prefer that everybody says, wear what you want. Correct. You know, is this is a cause worth, you know, 
quote unquote bad press right because we are also a part of the black community but i but it's not my call to make and it's not i don't have to live with those i don't have to live with the responsibility of that shit it's just how i feel uh and then uh they write later in and i just caught up and you got you kind of covered this carry on love you guys (laughs) (laughs) so they must have listened that must have wrote that before they listened to the whole show and then after they listened to it i was like oh you guys uh, figured it out um episode 845 bottom five had a lot of comments on this two comments i mean uh let's see anonymous says this is good material for fucking with black people anonymous this is uh not really um i don't think this is really the best place to do just throw some stuff for the show it's a youtube video that is eight minutes long um (laughs) Should I even play this shit? Uh-uh. All right, so you've been vetoed. Sorry, Anonymous. Butterbean says, I love you guys for introducing me to Little Dragon. They are just what I'm missing as Prince in his prize, uh, as Prince is past his prime and Badu hasn't put out anything in a while. I don't listen to the radio nor use many music sources these days since all I listen to most of the time are podcasts. Yeah, me too. I mostly listen to podcasts too. Mm-hmm. I've been listening to some music though, uh, D'Angelo, Black Messiah. Yeah, you got that on it. Everybody's been raving about how excellent it is. So I gotta sit down and listen to it. Yeah, I've listened to it a few times. I'm not gonna, no shade. I don't think it resonates with me as hard as it did a lot of people, but I think it's because they miss G- D'Angelo and people are partying because he's back and, you know, they miss that sound and, um, and the album is, you know, like it's to me, I treat it like I would put a, a, a jazz album. Okay. Or instrumental album because to be honest, I can't tell what he's saying and it's not as, uh, pronounced as, um, his original album. Like say what you want to about his original album, maybe because he had more background singers and shit, but you could kind of find some words and, and you know look at you you're so smooth like there was always like something like brown sugar you know mm-hmm. you can take you can make out a lot of the words with this I, I mean i'll play something for you it's you can't really tell the words um let me see how about really love or something and get to the singing <laughs>
like I said, you can't really tell what he's saying, right? Can you tell? Not clearly. Okay. And I think people are mad because a lot of people are slandering the album. I'll be like, I can't tell what he's saying. So everybody's all over Like, you don't need to be able to tell what somebody is saying in a song and all this shit. I personally do love lyrics. I do love knowing what people are saying. I think it adds an extra dimension to a song. I'm more of a lyrical person than I am, like, just musical as far as, like, a feeling or a vibe. Um, but there's room for both, you know. Yes, and it is. If I, if I listen to it a few times. Like I said, I treat it like jazz, throw it on in the background, do other things, and I have enjoyed listening to it. I think it's smooth and it's jamming, but at the same time, for me to give it, like, you know, a lot of people are like this, you know, this is a classic. This is the best album of the year. For me to do that, I would honest, I'm no, no offense, I would have to understand what he's saying. If I sit down, maybe eventually I probably could understand, but just I have one sat down. Listen. I, 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 I have sat down several times. Like, I probably listened to it at least five, six times now. Okay. It's just, but it's, but I mean, that's not a slight against the album. It's just what the album is. Like I said, okay. If you threw on, if I threw on, um, I don't know, if I threw on like Miles Davis, you wouldn't be like, I can't understand what this horn means when it, like, you just kind of go, okay. And like, this, this is the, this is basically just an instrumental. That's how I feel about the album. Like, it's dope, but it's kind of just an instrumental. I miss the other joint because I could understand what he was saying more, you know? You know, shit damn motherfucker, he told the whole story. I know yes, those words. Yes, he did. So, you know, he has changed over time, but I don't think that's necessarily a negative thing. Mm-hmm. Everybody evol- evolves. But, uh, yeah, I've been listening to D'Angelo. I'm listening to this thing, uh, this group called Prime, which is Watch the Five Nine and DJ, uh, Premier of Gangstar. Uh, mm-hmm. it's only like eight to ten tracks or something, but it's pretty straight. I've been listening to J. Cole, uh, a little bit. So nobody write in to say I haven't been, okay? I won't. Don't ask. Just, hey, just, okay, we both been listening to it. It's great. No, we have Nobody not. argue with us online. Don't you tell that nobody lie tell, me. Nobody tell us anything. We mm-hmm. love it as much as you do. No, we don't. Uh, our favorite song is whatever your favorite song is. So mm-hmm. if you, if you want to start a conversation, you don't even have to because you already know the answer. It's, the answer is, I ain't yes. been listening. Um, Ghostface Killer Drop 36 seasons. I haven't listened to that yet. Uh, it's hard for me to get into Ghostface now. It's been a while. Um, and of course, Logic Under Pressure. and um, That's my favorite album right now. Yeah, Big Crit, Catalactica. I like that too. So, um, Run the Jewels too. A lot of good stuff. Uh, Vince Staples, Hell Can Wait. If you want a rap album that you haven't heard everybody talk about, it's pretty dope. Um, and of course, Froggy Fresh. Um, now. Oh, Lord, I don't know nothing about that. She also said, oh, wait, so that was it for Butterbean. Let's go to the poll. Uh, who you got, Al Sharpton or the Young Protesters? I like to make a false ultimatum. <laughs> One or the other. You can't have them both. Who you got, Al Sharpton or the Young Protesters? The choices are Al Sharpton, the Young Protesters, neither or both. Al Sharpton, 9%. Now, he is... He is in a tie with the other lowest option, which is neither. <laughs> well, not a lot of people were, were fans of Al Sharpton or neither. Mm-mm. The Young Protesters got 41%, and both got 41%. Mm. So, pretty telling there. Um, uh, we got comments. 
shelly's i wrote i voted both but after the dc march i almost voted neither yeah i think the bickering on twitter right for a lot of people that them feel like the cause is above bickering right were turned off but there's always been bickering in in, in, in any movement there's you know mm-hmm. true adam clayton powell jr was getting it was going in on martin luther king and shit like we just don't aren't privy to it necessarily we don't have social media back then but it's not talked about and as time passes nobody will remember the march where they had a beef with al sharpton to be honest if ferguson turns out to be the impetus for a bigger second you know a bigger civil rights movement throughout the country i don't think this will be a like a footnote this will be a thing that we go remember that wasn't that weird that day hopefully you know i'm not sure exactly what happened with the stage slash speaking issue although i think it was a bit of ego on both sides if you're denied speaking how did you get a badge uh well okay so the thing was I believe uh, some of the people that went out there, Netta and whatnot, there was like a quote-unquote VIP section at this march uh, where uh, Al Sharpton was was hosting and and there were going to be speakers and stuff. They gave them supposedly badges to be in the VIP section, but they weren't going to be allowed to speak. Okay. Um, And they were upset because they, they were like, hey, this is our movement. We should be allowed to speak. And I think that is justifiable, even if third party, un, unattached, like completely just rational mind, you would hope that your ego could be pushed to the side and you'd be like, I know it's my movement, but the movement is bigger than this, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to sit this one out. But yeah. that's not that's not really realistic because right. human beings are human beings we right they was like we would we did the groundwork we right. we got these people came out here for us and you uh have more resources than us you just basically came and railroaded our whole movement and then would not gonna let us speak and so human nature is to be like hey that's not cool right especially if you told me i could what really bothered me is I is was I saw or didn't see was engagement with the slain families and appreciation for those who did show up. Um, yeah, well, I know Al Sharpton honored the families and um, there was, you know, people say it got really emotional when he addressed the families and, and at, at the meeting or at the uh, rally. So, I mean, they were there and they were addressed. That being said, you know, I... <laughs> I don't know how that plays out, you know, in front yeah. of them. Cause I think at one point, some of the younger people like got, got bum rushed the stage with a megaphone and were kind of yelling, uh, into the crowd and, you know, and, and kind of giving their own speech. And I think, you know, for us, the clip I saw, it seemed like the crowd was kind of like with it. Like, yeah, you know, like, you know, not everybody's going to be, about peace and waiting and patience and all that shit, you know? Correct. Um, so, but, but just the way it played out on social media, it really turned into camps. Like you, you gotta be on this side or that side. Yeah. Versus they can work together. And like people say, people realize when you have these movements and you have people that, uh, become the forefront that are the four, the voices or the faces of these movements, be it one, be it multiple, they're people. And guess what? They do have egos. They do have flaws that, you know, and yeah, Al Sharpton's a person, but right. so is Netta. So is everybody. Like right. everybody's a person. Correct. It's very difficult to push any ego aside with certain shit, even with a, 
especially when you put in all the fucking work. Like, if someone right. wants to come and kind of like ice you out of the shit you've done, like, I totally could relate to this idea mm-hmm. of being like, you no, know, fuck that. Not, you're not going to steal my, the crowd and then try to give them a different message that goes through you when you haven't put in the work and, 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 and acknowledged us for doing the work. Right. So you can't have that. Right. And it's one of those things where cool, you can do this, but you know what? You do the groundwork and you get those people in a different location. These people are here for us. And you basically came and was like, nah, we're going to speak to your crowd. And, and that could be uh, frustrating, like you said, when you did the legwork. Yeah, I just feel like, I I mean, maybe it's pie in the sky. Maybe, maybe it doesn't, maybe it'll never happen. But my biggest hope of hope would be that people can find a way to either coexist or work together with some of this stuff because. I think they can. At the end of the day, black people keep dying by the hands of the police. Correct. And, you know, I don't know that the end fighting uh really is the story here but knowing how people get obsessed with watching the fight play out right i can see this completely distracting from everything else because people are like let's see what they do today they're gonna steal the stage today is he is he gonna plan a march without telling nobody you know like i just want to see right and there's also with with somebody of both sides eventually who knows it may work itself out it may not has got to be the bigger person and be like hey y'all Let's talk. Yeah, and I feel personally, I mean, this is no shade to anybody, but I I wish it would be Al Sharpton. Like you you're the you're supposed to be the fucking um elder statesman. I would like to see him be like, let me reach out to these people. It might be too late now, but at some point, like, let me reach out to these people rather than come in and kinda, you know, just do my thing right like why not reach out to them i'm you know a lot of people are saying like well just open up your resources to them and let them run everything i don't know that it's that simple i don't know how his His organization works right how it's structured just like they galvanized a lot of people on the ground with just the uh you know engaging people and social media and getting out there and and, and, and protesting and supporting people and raising money and raising, uh, you know, awareness, just like they did that. He did that to build the National Action Network. So yes, he his, did. his ego is attached to that. He's not going to let anyone come in and just order his network around <laughs> right. either. But I don't think people can see it that way Mm-mm. because it's like they've pulled into these. You're either pulling for this person or you're pulling for that person stage. And I'm just kind of like, you know, I can't really, I can, I can just kind of see how, how the situation gets bad mm-hmm. and I can see how the situation could get better or worse Cor- depending on where people want to take it. Right. I, I still personally feel like it's up to the elder statesmen to kind of reach out and show people the ropes, like to help. But I can see, you know, like I said, I can see him being like, I'm not doing that shit, you know, cause people were like, when they came to the white house to meet the president, Al Sharpton didn't really fuck with the young protester people. He was like, nah. And some people were like, see, that's how you know he's fucked up. I'm like, or that's how you know he sees social media or that, that he has people in his network that are like, these people have been talking shit about you for people for since, since let you know for months now. Um, right. they don't like you just avoid them. So just right. like, cause these are people as well. You know, like when you start saying stuff like fuck so-and-so, Right. That, that shit resonates with somebody. Yes, you know? it does. Um, and not everybody can be above it. Like, a, President Obama's just a fucking, like, 
a, a, a perfect person just about to even fucking be like, let me go meet with these people that are saying, fuck me. I ain't shit. I shouldn't nigga, be telling. Nigga, nigga, nigga. Yeah. Let me go meet them and get their suggestions and put some of them on my, um, task force that's supposed to teach police to fucking rein this bullshit in. We need to foster, you know, communication. It takes a lot of pushing your ego to the side and understanding the power of your office and going and doing that. Mm-hmm. I think president Obama apparently has that. And some, and some people said after the meeting, those people were still tweeting like fuck the president and all this shit. Um, some of them, you know, but same thing with, um, Al Sharpton, you know, like he, he could have been above it and been like, man, let me go shake these people's hands and listen to what they really think about me and see if maybe we can come to understand it. Or he could be like, I'm going to go stand over here to the side. I'm bigger than them. What they going to do? I'm, you know, like it could, he, cause to be honest, that dude's probably seen a thousand people come to like some sort of prominence and fade away over his time Correct. and not had to help any of them and been like i'm i'm good so who knows man it's a complicated issue right and when people and talk- we're really on the outside speculating without knowing the inner workings of any group correct honestly. and when people talking even with us we're talking in theory but when you're talking about people and how it plays out that's a whole nother thing yeah it would be like if someone started the black podcasting channel and just completely didn't acknowledge any of the work we put in any of the networking we've introduced, any of the podcasts we've influenced, any of this shit. And then we're like, uh, well, right, you guys are invited, but you, you can't speak. You can't. We don't want you to, like, do any shows. We just want you to, you know, like, just kind of play the background. And, uh, you know, at least you were there. You got two tickets. I can see my ego getting in the way and being like, man, fuck you. <laughs> so, so, like, I'm not going to judge them for being that way because I kind of understand and I, and you know, and, and maybe, you know, they're gonna, these, you know, just like they, their successes are public, their failures are public because they're playing everything yes, out live. Yes, it is. In, in front of us all. So, and their flaws are public too. Yeah. So, you know, but they're being uh, brutally honest with everybody. And it wasn't that long ago, Al Sharpton was a person that people considered a joke and a flawed person. And Correct. why is he, why is he wearing fucking jumpsuits and perms and shit to places like, mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't that long ago, you know? So to me, I I would feel like he could almost help and be like, I've been here before. Allow me to help you. You know, let me listen to y'all and come up. But instead, it's it's going to be a face-off. Um, I, or at least hopefully it's over. I don't know. Hopefully the shit is over, I hope. Um, that being said, I, see, I hope that they can learn from each other. Uh, National National Network doesn't have the social media reach the young process testers do. Yeah, that's what I was looking at was like National Action Network could learn a lot from just how these people came to prominence and how they, I mean, like National Action Network can't tweet, hey, everybody, we're pulling a action uh, tonight, meet me at blank. They can't do that. Mm-mm. The people from Ferguson can do that. They can just be like, hey, we're in DC and we're about to go to Walmart. So we need a thousand people to show up. Yeah. Right. Like, or even if it's 50 people, you know, you just, that's a, that's something that you just don't see, uh, older organizations having to pull to do the NAACP can't do that. Nope. Um, because a lot of them, I don't know if they shun or ignore. They're just, older. They're older. Right. They haven't had young new blood come in. They could learn from these people. These people are motivated. These people have a gripe with society. They want their voices to be heard. They don't have necessarily the same uh, 
organizational pool maybe even the same access the same professionalism necessarily correct but they're gonna learn it on the fucking fly if you don't teach them so you might as well pull them in so that y'all can learn from each other you can probably learn something from these people you know but i guess that's just the nature of protest and the nature of rebellion the nature of um you know civil disobedience is that and it's gonna be a lot of people that seem rude and crude around the edges that actually are the ones who get shit done uh, ain't that the truth you know protest is the art of inconvenience i'm going to inconvenience right. people until they realize my point so right now you know can't be mad at them for doing that Mm-mm. um it's just one of those things though where it's just kind of sad when you see it play out on twitter where right. people were really fighting each other like i'm for al Sharpton. i'm for the young protesters well fuck you well, fuck them you know like it's crazy um, the young protesters can't pull together a march in D.C. with thousands of folks on, what, 10 days notice? The stakes are too high for all of us not to be in the game. Love the show. Peace. I don't know if they can or not. I know the march in New York. I don't know how they, if it had anything to do with Sharpton. I'm not sure who coordinated it, but they had a lot, a lot of people. people. A lot of people, man. Just, you know, all these people that made those jokes, all that shit about you internet activists, you hashtag activists. Motherfuckers was in them streets, dog. And they showed up. And, I mean, like, people are from other countries. Like, mm-hmm. this, like, the shit is major. Someone should be picking their brains. Like, how do we do that? Right. And you I, know? And, and I personally think that when it comes, put like this, when it comes to internet and social media and all those, those things, it's the good, the bad, and the ugly that comes with it. And the good about it is that things are instant now. You don't have a delay. You're not putting out flyers. You don't have to beg. You don't have to plead. People will find you. And when they find you and they want to support your cause, people will come out and support your causes. Because the thing is that for some reason, people act like you can't be on the Internet being an activist and also a old school, quote unquote, put people on the ground. You could be both. And some people are both. They get on the Internet to get the people and then they'll turn around and show up, too. They both can be in the same area. And for some reason, people want to chop them like you either one or the other. Or if you just are on the Internet, like your your activism is not valid and it can be valid. And you literally can reach people way quicker, way faster and have more people see your calls. And a lot of times you can doing the physical old school methods of reaching people. And it's just one of those things where. I don't think it should be, but it's almost like this old school versus new school division almost. And it's not mm-hmm. even young and old. It's just philosophies. And it's one of those things where it could be frustrating because I'm like you. They both can blend and can work together for a greater cause. But right now, it's a lot of division of a lot of people when it comes to the old school way. They feel like if you're not on the street, if you're not, you know, knocking on doors, if you're not doing, uh, making phone calls, that, that your work is not valid and that's not true. They all can be, can work together for a larger purpose. Yep. I agree. Uh, Professor LCA said, I voted both. I pumped my fist for the younger activist cur- uh, courage. I salute Sharpton for being the one old school activist who has used his podium to support my president his entire two terms. Yep. I've seen Twitter slay both the younger and the older. I'm too well raised to crap on my elders' accomplishments and too sane to ignore the youngers rolling. There are so many lanes. I wish folks acted like they knew which ones they should occupy. Yeah. Right. And we all don't have to occupy the same lane. As long as we're going in the same direction, 
to me that's I don't know. I, I don't care how you get here as long as you get here. But a lot of people was like, if you don't get here the way I get here, if you don't take the route I took, something wrong with you. But that's not something. I don't, to me, it don't matter as long as our goals are the same. I'm just, I'm not compromising. I'm not picking. I'm not picking sides. You know what I mean? Because I can see not, the purpose for both parties. Yeah, I'm just not doing it. It's false ultimatum. Right. I'm not doing it. Uh, Cavadonna says neither because while the young bucks, as you most know, that are busy not learning from the OGs thinking that racism and police brutality is something new or some retro style like Gen 1 Jordans and the old guard are too busy protecting their seat instead of preparing the legacy. Sharpton is a young buck of the old guard at 60 and Jesse is up there with Noam Chomsky, Chomsky as a Ralph Nader. The white devils continue to slaughter us in the streets. Cavadonna. All right. Joe Spacey says, I say both. We need people on the inside and the outside to make this work. You can't just come into the game fresh out the finals you didn't take and think you can take on Kobe. You will be schooled quick. At the same time, that is only because Kobe is going to be ready for it. The big concern is that the older generation has gotten to a certain point and is comfortable, and that's who gets undertaken. In the future, Rev needs to make sure that the younger generation knows how the game is played so they don't come in and make everybody look bad. Yeah, I mean, shit, I wouldn't be shocked if they, you know, if he keeps this up and, or pull something like this again. I wouldn't be shocked if they pull like a die-in at one of his shits. Mm-hmm. Well, they just, you know, hey, let's show up to the fucking thing and pass the fuck out and lay on the ground. Because this motherfucker is trying to usurp our movement. And people would be in up in arms all over the internet fighting. Right, which, like you... Like you disrespect for you disrespected us, let's disrespect your shit. Right, and everybody would be picking sides and shit. Kyle says, you know what's funny? When I was growing up, most of the people I saw shitting on Al Sharpton were white people and older black people. And if these protesters are in their twenties like I am, then they may have saw the same thing, and that may have an influence on the current situation. Oh, and I can't wait until we see Hollywood's version of Ferguson because you know it's coming one day, and the internet's gonna blow up for black people. Um, I will say this, man. Um, uh, it's so funny listening to people be disrespectful about Al Sharpton because mm-hmm. most of it is ignorance. Right. Most of it is ignorance. And a lot of it is a vague feeling of, I don't like that he makes me think about these racial tragedies mm-hmm. for white people most of the time. Black people a lot of times are upset by this idea of like he acts like he speaks for all of us and he doesn't. Correct. Um, but that's to me, that's not really him. Like the media for years was like, we need, we need to follow the Martin Luther King paradigm where we just have a go to black person for all black shit. And it was Reverend Al Sharpton or Reverend Jesse Jackson over and over and over and over and over again. This wasn't them, you know, and it like to me, I don't know how you get out of that because if Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton start turning down invites to speak on behalf of black people for certain racial issues and give their opinion, then we'll go, Oh, these motherfuckers don't even care. They sold out black people. They don't want to talk about, you know, black issues for the last like 30 years. Right. But if they accept it, then we go, Oh, you sold out because you on TV getting paid to talk about this shit. And I don't agree with you. So therefore you making me look bad because you know, you're black and you're speaking for black people. It really wasn't a lose lose situation for them. Mm-hmm. They made the best out of it with money and shit. But you know, I don't think, I think when you look at a situation like Trayvon Martin, where there was no internet activist that was going to get that 
traction on the news Mm -mm. it wasn't news till al sharpton went down there it was internet news like we knew about it on twitter and shit and people Mm. were talking about it but msnbc cnn fox news they weren't even going to cover it till al sharpton went down there and then they mostly covered it just to go we fucking hate al sharpton and then it turned into "Mm, and there's a case here correct you know because prior to that there wasn't even going to be a case the police were ignoring the family they didn't even care they didn't tell like I just think everyone has their parts to play and yes they do if you have the best interest of black people in mind right then i don't really have a problem with you i think there's still some nitpicking shit you know your ego your your methods i mean there's always going to be something that people feel you can do better but overall i'm not much of a fuck fuck so-and-so fuck jesse jackson fuck i'm just not that guy you know just you trying to help appreciate you you know I just want there to be more people um, that are allowed to 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 help and allowed to speak. And I think we are getting to that point where other people are allowed to be heard now. But uh, it might take Netta and them getting on the stage with a fucking tele, um, whatever you call it, that. Uh, what do you call that thing? That uh, a loudspeaker. It might take you. It might really take a bullhorn taking it by force. for them to be hurt that's true and also um with the changing of the guards it's no one person anymore and i don't think people are ready for multiple voices yeah well also people don't understand access there's a responsibility that comes with access it's the same reason most of y'all go to y'all job and y'all don't act a fool correct you know al sharpton still has a certain because he's an asset and he has access to the president um and the uh and the white house there's certain things that he's going to monitor about himself and certain statements he's going to say and certain shit he's not going to say because he doesn't want to lose that. But more importantly, it, it doesn't just, it no longer just hurts him. It hurts his whole network, national action net, uh, network. Mm-hmm. It also hurts the president uh, as an ally. Like it's a lot of responsibility to it. And I f- think with a lot of young people, they've got nothing to lose now. Correct. Which is why they're, if you even got pushed to this point, but having nothing to lose also makes you unpredictable and it makes people hard to support you because I mean, and by people, I mean people in places with access. So like, right. Someone with power, like if president Obama was like, I'm going to make, put someone on the panel for a police task force from Ferguson, uh, one of the protesters, he's probably gonna have to go with somebody that has a little bit more of an organizational background mm-hmm. a Worked little in bit more service yeah you're not gonna right. be able to get somebody that like will impromptu do a die-in or like uh right you know you're not gonna be able to get somebody that will be on twitter but like fuck so-and-so and fuck this person because that becomes connected to you and it's gonna come back to you like wow this is who the president put in charge of this you know this person going on twitter saying fuck the police and fuck everybody like this is this is what obama did so like there's so many levels to the game um that i think people just you know on our in our personal twitter and shit we just go "Ah, fuck it just do what i feel like doing right all right let's move on black guy on mars left a comment on episode 856 don't jerk and drive where we talked to comedian rick thompson of the black and east chick podcast episode 856 let me say just say that Rhett brings so much to the podcast as a guest she speaks intelligently on any subject with a wit that brings a constant smile to the listener's face in regards to the church discussion i too attend a big white mega church complete with a starbucks in the lobby and their own audiovisual production staff they be making movies for their sermons okay 
<laughs> i grew up in a small baptist church in mississippi and i hated going to that church i don't want my kids to hate going to church and the kids program at this church i attend is phenomenal i do feel like they are missing out on a lot of the quote-unquote black experience that i lived through but their childhood is much different from mine it's a different time i would rather they develop a relationship with god and associate that time in church with a good learning experience i don't mind getting in and out of church promptly either because i got things to do i feel you i understand those are all reasonable things to say joe spacely left a comment on the poll the poll was do you agree with the aka's allowing their members to wear gear to the pro to a to wear gear at protests because remember they reversed it mm-hmm. 71 percent of the audience said yes 29 said no now that is interesting because the earlier poll uh, i want to say it was almost like 90 percent of people that said they were against the the sororities not being allowed to wear their stuff so you would think the percentages would still be the same but less people agree they don't think they should apparently so Joe Spacey says, I don't, I didn't know Roger Goodell worked for the AKAs. Really, ladies? You should have known that original decision would not go over well with the public. Oh, now you change up because you are shocked by the reaction. Did you think we wouldn't hear about it? No, nothing stays secret, especially if you put it in writing. Wouldn't want to hurt your branding with social change. Well, I don't think it's right to get on them for changing back. Changes, changes. I think that's fucked up. Bad. No, no, no. I'm not talking about that. I'm specifically saying people complain. They said, you're right. We're going to let people wear the letters. And then you give them shit for saying that. Like, it's like you can't win with people. So now I'm a piece of shit for actually listening, listening to you and agreeing and saying you changed my mind. You know, like, I don't, what do people want? Maybe they just want to be mad, but I I think that's the wrong tactic to take with them. I, I think, if they uh if they said they, they you know their minds are changed and they're gonna allow people to do it they wrote a statement saying why i don't see why we should i roll that but you know that's what people do uh we are episode 847 sorority sisters with justin uh tunde leaves a comment as a member of a black fraternity omega i think this show is fucked up I understand the out, uh, not, not the podcast. He's talking about, uh, sorority sisters. Mm-hmm. I understand the outrage by other members of the sorority, their sorority. I, I've seen people that say, if you watch Love and Hip Hop or Basketball Wives, you can't get mad at this show. I beg to differ. Those people are promoting themselves. This show is not about women promoting themselves, but putting on a sorority that didn't sanction this. If it weren't for their affiliation, no one would care about them. But then again, I don't care because I don't like any of the shows of the same ilk. Well, it sounds like you do care today. Don't lie. It's okay to care. Doesn't make you a bad person for caring, and I won't think less of you. Me either. That being said, uh, you are a bad person. I think less of. You. No, I'm just kidding. That that being <laughs> that being said, though, um, I think you can make an argument that they do. Uh, those women are mostly out for themselves, right? Under the guise of sorority, just like how the people on Love and Hip Hop don't put out hip hop songs. Really correct. They just they just say they do. Um, yeah, it's like Real Housewives of Atlanta. Half them bitches ain't married. And here's the argument for the people that are saying, well, love, if you watch Love and Hip Hop or Basketball Wives or, uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta, then you kind of led them to sorority sisters. Uh, they're right because the metadata is what people are looking at. Mm-hmm. And the same way I talked about how I'm not fucking with CNN. Uh, because even when they talk about racial shit, it's just a troll. Right. That's basically like 
all the other black people that tuned in to angrily tweet it to live tweet it to respond to tweets to retweet the sarcastic tweets you all added to it too right now you might be outraged and bad press uh doesn't necessarily mean good doesn't necessarily mean it's okay in my opinion um like i'm not telling people not to be outraged and not to say anything but, they but know you paying for attention. the record they just care about you paying attention right and that's what happened with this they're like black people are watching ratchet ass people be ratchet what's another one like it's just everything now is just another way to get black women on the show being sassy and arguing about shit because we've proven that we will watch that you know this doesn't come out of a vacuum no it doesn't if real housewives wasn't so fucking popular that wouldn't be a love and hip-hop if love and yeah, hip-hop wasn't so popular, popular then you don't get uh basketball wives like it, it yeah just you don't get mobster wife and when you talk about it a lot of times people act like this is exclusively black nope they are white shows but it's like white women do the same thing there's no difference to me yeah it's just a matter of where do we find another uh you know where do we find another black person that's that another group of black people that's willing to act stupid on tv correct so is it me or did the chat room start working I haven't seen a tweet since. I haven't seen anything since twelve twenty nine. Is that right? Uh, yep. I don't know. Let me let me check. Um. I, anyway, I'm assuming it's. I mean, nobody's hit me on Twitter and said it's not broadcasting anything. Um, but uh, anyway, um, oh, okay, they here. All right, cool. I just want to make sure. Sometimes you know, it freezes up. Yeah, I, I got nervous. I was like, uh, please don't tell me everybody's gonna hit me up an hour later. Like guys what happened this recast <laughs> all right so it's working all right yes everybody's saying yes but uh yeah I, I feel like a lot of this shit now for the record i'm not blaming black people we should watch whatever the fuck we want you shouldn't even feel correct my point is i would if i wasn't a frat or a sorority i wouldn't feel any shame i heard they're gonna try to do a love and hip-hop uh uh charlotte north carolina oh lord yeah i don't give a fuck me either like i won't be like no no not in my city i was okay when it was atlanta like i don't Mm -mm. it's like it's to me i'm like nigga i know that street to me if 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 someone were to think i watched a tv show that's about ignorance and that's the real representation of this city or this fraternity or this sorority or what hip-hop is or whatever i'd be like something's wrong with that person tv is not the truth guys ain't that the truth you know i understand people maybe being upset but i i would i mean it's nothing you're gonna be able to do with it from what i've seen they don't actually wear the colors or the uh the actual letters and shit so they must not have gotten it must not have gotten approval for that right and my thing is that uh maybe just just the way i look at it diversity is diversity especially on tv when we are allowed to be seen in all lights and all our lights aren't aren't good you know what i'm saying it's like people act like the only light we can be presented in is this positive light and if it's not positive then fuck it and not not that this person is saying that but i I get frustrated talking to those people because the same people do that are the same people watching a lot of these fucking shows so obviously you watch and enjoy it too be truthful to yourself yeah they're like those people that watch porn and then cry afterwards i don't have right and then vote no vote no yeah vote no when you know uh shit come up in the ballot about porn and about yeah. shit like that yeah i don't ha- i don't have those hang-ups i'm trying to erase my life of shit like that it's, it's negative emotion and i feel like it drags me down i feel like it drags us down as a people and i'm trying to detach myself from these ideas of any level of respectability that black people need to like uphold correct on, on any platform because honestly is it's just us propagating the 
racial uh stereotypes that have been placed on us and it's really a way of low-key supporting white supremacy because you're saying black people have to act right and like wow like put it this way um what was the show jim tan laundry uh uh the the one with the all the italian people you know what I'm talking about reality show My on MTV? Big Fat Greek? No. no. It was on MTV. Situation was on it. Snooky's on it. Oh. I used to um, watch that show. Jersey Shore. Jersey Shore. Okay. It's like the Jersey Shore. When you look into those backgrounds, none of those people are from Jersey Shore. Some of those people aren't even Italian. I don't give a fuck. And nobody else did because it's just TV. It was like, ha ha, this isn't real. But we know it's not real because it came on TV. Like, it's not a documentary, right? right? I feel the same way with this kind of shit. Like, if people watch this and they go, "Oh my God, this is what it's about." These are these this this these sororities. This represents everything. It did then something wrong with those people because nothing else on that channel represents a reality. I don't know why that would. Right, and the same people that uh you have your right to complain i don't have nothing wrong with that but a lot of times this stems off into bigger issues where how should what what light should black people be presented in and it's just one of those things where the same people who complain uh, some people I mean, in that camp if your thing is i want more positive images of black people on tv i can get behind that but the problem is i don't want to watch that shit or ain't that the truth so i like i would be a liar and i think it's the- boring and i think for the most part most people are being liars when they even say that shit because you don't watch it nope ratings say you don't watch it yeah you don't want to watch it you You go through netflix and click on all the documentaries no right not even documentaries i'm just saying positive black shit people don't want to see it it just sounds good to say but we're not no and it's not because we're black nobody likes positive shit on tv if you like if a fucking episode of uh I don't know, some positive bullshit. If Bill Nye, the science guy, is coming on at the same time as, you know, uh, uh, there's supposed to be a, 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 ba- a fight in a basketball game, people tune in to see the fight in a basketball game. Like, of course. If people can't help themselves. We're all, we're all fucking cavemen. But then again, I don't care. Okay, yeah, so he says, as far as you and Justin buying Omega shirts and committing crimes, I laughed, even though I was shaking my head. <laughs> <laughs> while listening as i've had confrontations with cats who prep who perked my frat yeah i we were joking obviously um i would never wear a fraternity shirt um but we, that was a funny ass joke though right he was laughing oh <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh this is like fucking kick over shit and rob people and shit don't forget the omegas did this oh lord the Brothers of Shaq can they run out. Brothers of Shaq. Will you watch Sorority Sisters? Yes or no? 15% of our audience said yes. 85% of the audience is better than me. They said no. That show no better than me, too. I'm only watching until, um, well, you haven't even watched it. What are you talking about? <laughs> if, I, if, I, if I have any flipping through the channels that come on, I'm not going to turn it. Mm, I'm only going to watch, uh, I'm only watching as long as people are mad once y'all stop being mad i probably won't even watch it anymore correct so probably this week is my last week <laughs> jim says i had no idea sorority sister show featured grown working women mm-hmm. that's why it's funny it's posh it's a lot of it's funny because it's not supposed to be correct it's like so you 35 
you want to dance for the falcons and the biggest thing in your life isn't taking care of your daughter but how the people in your sorority feel right about just you. stay with your mama yeah i'm part of you right i seen bits and pieces when you were watching i was paying a, somewhat attention i'm gonna laugh at priyanka for the rest of the season yeah that name that's her name i'm gonna laugh and y'all just gonna have to deal with it you listen to the show you can you don't have to support it but you will vicariously get some of it through me <sighs> Uh, I had assumed it would be filmed on college campus with a bunch of girls who didn't know any better. Me too. That was the first thing that got me. I was like, mm, I'm in for this. Hold up. These women are, don't have nothing going on in their lives. Though I have enjoyed watching just about all of Mona's other wretched shows, I am not interested in this one as a member of a black Greek letter org. I don't like to see my sorority sisters exploited or our beloved organization or sisterhood or that of the others in the name of ratchet ratings. I'd feel the same about folks exploiting my beloved HBCU alma mater. You know what? I would watch that. Yep. As a person, I would too. As a person that went to an HBCU, I would watch that shit and be like, this is not what it's like, but uh, if it's good and ratchet, I like, I'm in. I like me some ratchet TV, guys. Just being honest about it. Uh, while I don't believe they make us look bad, I do think they are doing a disservice to our organization by portraying such little reverence for what all our sororities pride themselves on education, community service, civic engagement, economic empowerment, and camaraderie. Let's be honest, Jim, you do know you can't put none of that on TV. Now, now what Mona will do, my guess, or whoever's running this, my guess is they'll put that in like the last episode. Or they'll quote it. No, not not quoted. They'll they'll do some like, you know, they'll play like some some floetry in the background and shit, and then they'll be like, you know, we learned so much this year, and I realized we're wrapping up the season. Yeah, they always do that, you know. Like I, I realized that honestly, you don't have to live on the bottom to get to the top. And you're like, okay, but yeah, they you know they always have. Let me. See. They always have some a moment where it's just like, you know, I was talking the other day to Priyanka, and I realized yes. that while sometimes we have our differences, we're really a lot more alike than we are different. <laughs> and uh, other times, you know, play floetry and shit. But um, that but but I feel like um, it's not necessarily representative of anything positive on that channel. Mm-mm. Like, there's just no show you could. This doesn't represent love. <laughs> this doesn't represent being a wife. Like none right. of it. So I, I mean, if you don't want to watch because you're personally biased because that's your shit, I get it. But you know, people was like boycott Honda Civics and shit. Like that's not gonna happen. Shell Lane, because if I want one, I'm gonna get one. Yeah, I'm sure there's something you could do that I would be like, no, that's too much. I just don't know what it is yet. Me, either. my line yeah. had been crossed. Like maybe if you took a daycare full of black babies and then you did like voiceovers of the babies being ratchet it wasn't even really the babies it was just people like putting words in the baby's mouth maybe then i'd be like this is too much i would laugh at that shit you right i watched that too i don't know right. what it is me either maybe if you talked about the president maybe if you was like the oh the obamas of love or some shit and then you- <laughs> And then, like, you did a whole bunch of ratchet shit centered around, like, it was people that wasn't even the Obamas, like, they wasn't even related to the president or Michelle, but it was all, like, 
they was acting all ratchet talking about they do represent the first family then i might i might be like fuck this just too much but i might i might watch that too i don't right. know i don't know i don't you're know you're not guys. coming up with any good ideas buddy no these are great ideas i mean they're good ideas but you're not coming up with any idea to maybe go no i i would probably hate watch that though i don't like when people talk about my president uh we all have our ratchet limits this just happened to be mine while i made the choice not to watch the show i don't think it's worth my energy to stage a boycott or petition the show to be taken off the air have sponsors pulled i'm much more concerned about my sorority stance on wearing our letters during protests and rallies than i am about whether or not to show this on the air yeah and let's be honest that's the big issue right yeah and let's be honest the show ain't gonna be on that long it's not good oh no, no. rod professor wrote writes in will i watch the show maybe if it's on maybe if it's with you rod winky face oh <sighs> my speech <laughs> <laughs> my speech professor i was like what does this even mean <laughs> come to this dark room and watch it with me we can live tweet it yes in the darkness mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you want to get that mm-hmm. a don't you yeah let me turn the candles on get the mood right i know sit on this bed right beside me i think he did have candles too yeah of course ed writes hey rod and karen great show as per usual uh episode 848 the interview this interview is over i just wanted to chime in on the sony article i came with some i came with to i came to some other ideas either this was the biggest pr stunt to get some free press from a mediocre film or they are scared of losing some of that china money since china and north korea are still tight they back the fuck down uh well it's definitely not a pr thing i mean i don't think this doesn't help them at all and they did get hacked i mean the united states said north korea hacked them the president even said they shouldn't he is is, he thinks it's a mistake to not put the movie out so i don't think that's uh the the deal Um, and i think once the movie theaters be like we ain't showing this shit how are you going to get it out to the masses you know like like the traditional go to the movies ain't happening when like the largest distributors of the movies is like i mean they still could have released it but it wouldn't have been at no big no it would have been it would have been they had to let the theaters out of their contract to do it first Uh, oh so they still could have been like fuck that honor your word or pay us a whole lot of money (gasps) okay oh okay they they, they just they did it with sony's blessing okay that's why everybody pulled out because i was like well they pulled out but also it's a contract here's our movie you pay us for the right to show our movie and if we say show it you got to show it yeah okay because let's be real the movie industry could give a shit about free speech when there's a dollar to be had ain't that the truth yeah that's the truth but uh i just think they scared i mean that's true too now i don't think it's unreasonable to be scared as a privately as a corporation that is right they're not the government they're yeah, a company you don't have your own military and shit Mm-mm. i don't I, I understand being scared they put your personal addresses and family put shit out there number. yes it's a it's a very it's a threat and for people to Go not on. acknowledge that i feel like that's ridiculous my bigger right. problem is that all these brave motherfuckers speaking out about how sony needs to be brave and take a stance morally didn't have shit to say when all that racist shit was leaking so i'm kind of on uh the truth part part of me for being not being able to be impartial about this but fuck them and fuck sony on that because i everybody got something to say about the morality and the bravery of facing not letting people uh come and dictate shit what's what dictates more fucked up shit in hollywood than sony saying don't give leads to black people 
don't you know treating their black employees bad um it, it just the, the you know the shit they said about the president and this is fucking stupid man just fuck them uh and i don't expect people that aren't even brave enough to try to like confront racism overseas and here to like stand up to terrorism like you won't even stand up to racism and y'all in charge of these movies no one can take this away from you choking as for the hacks did anyone ask hey sony how many it dudes do you got in this bitch because there is no way some hacker would should just be able to walk up in their database like that i bet they are just like any other corporation and say it upgrades this cost too much fuck that yeah but i can tell you now a lot of companies seen that shit to happen to them it was like, hey, um, y'all know what? Y'all know this budget that y'all keep chopping for IT? Y'all might want to invest some money because uh, our shit might get leaked too. So this is scaring a lot of companies. I'll decide to invest the proper amount of money in their IT department so they shit don't be out there like that. Well, most of these hacks, most of these hack things happen because of stupidity, not because of, you know, some, some internet technical savvy. Be somebody. A is- lot of times they send these emails that look like spam and shit. and. Right. You know, uh, they shit. They say a lot of the passwords and shit were in the emails. Like, here's your pass to this secure site. Here's your this. That. <gasps> yeah, because you know, managers and stuff. These higher up people, they forget. Like, what's my password? Because they're too good to remember a fucking password. And now people got access to everything. So, out of laziness. Hmm. I said out of just laziness too, yeah. right? Oh, see what you're saying. Instead of telling you know, motherfucker, take your ass to HR, whatever, and. And have them physically give it to you. We're not sending this shit over email. Or go in our system and reset your password. Yep. Security is the last thing on these, uh, on a big company's mind. As long as, uh, as the machine is running, the small parts of the business do not matter. Lastly, my nominee for fucking with black people. Um, uh, yeah, I've already got that article saved up. We'll see what happens when we get to it. Cool. Anonymous says, I only feel sorry for the Sony employees whose information was put out there for people to steal. Well, especially since it seemed like they had to work in a shitty environment. I mean, a black woman was being chased around the office like an episode of Mad Men. Right. Unfortunately, it seems like people care more about the stupid movie than the mistreatment going on at Sony. Right. Yeah, because they think that's normal and par for the course. Like, to see George Clooney come out and so eloquently speak about, you know, the hack and why they shouldn't have backed down and all this. But he could have eloquently spoke two weeks ago when it was all about racism and shit, too. But he didn't want to. Right, because that don't matter to him. I would hate to see how, the, and the thing is, sure, for the principle of it, uh, I do think that it's fucked up. They didn't release the movie and they didn't, that they felt they didn't have to or shouldn't. But also for the principle of it, fuck them, because I don't, I'm not obligated to care. Like, you don't care about me, I don't care about you. That's how that shit works. I'm gonna be petty. I'm glad y'all movie didn't come out. Fucking with other, how you gonna fuck with a crazy ass dictator and then be mad that he went crazy ass dictator on you? Of course, <laughs> All right? That's what dictators do. It's like, of course he's petty, idiots. Um, they're like, well, uh, what's gonna happen now? People are gonna have to start censoring themselves when they come up with these movies, and they might not come up with certain concepts because it's too offensive. The same fourteen movies that we've seen, the same genre. Like y'all not creative when it comes to a lot of shit. Nah, well, you know what? Maybe you'll come up with something new. Right. How about that? Because you haven't been doing a good job of that lately. Mm-mm. Maybe you'll come up with something new and it won't just be a tired-ass Adam Sandler rollout again. Right. Did y'all even say this in bullshit? But yeah. I guarantee you, Tyler, we'll see another 15 movies with his ass on it. Mm-hmm. 
I would hate to see how these people, how these folks will react if the kids in those sweatshops decide to stop making Apple products. As for CNN, I don't really understand why experts keep going on CNN because either they're forced to engage in an argument or get talked over. Yeah, do people get paid for that? Does anybody know the answer to this? I don't know. Do you get paid for going on CNN and letting these people? You would pay me. These crazy people talk to you because I I just wonder how that works. I wouldn't do that shit for free. Yeah, because I can't imagine... I mean, Van Jones has to have more to do. I mean, hopefully they're paying him to deal with, like, Ann Coulter or somebody. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they're not just bringing Van Jones on for free and then mm-hmm. fucking his whole day up and then letting him go about it. Still, it's not as bad as people going on Fox News, which is basically a channel made for propaganda. MLK's son just went on Bill O'Reilly, and not only did he get ran the fuck over, he conceded some bullshit talking points to get Bill to shut up and let him talk. Bruh, Cameron and Stephen Colbert handle Bill better than MLK's son. Well, what they did was hard to do, and they also ended up kind of looking ignorant in the process. And neither one of them actually had to worry about, um, well, not Bill Maher as much. I mean, not Colbert as much, much, but neither one of them had to worry about the repercussions of that. They don't Mm -hmm. work in social justice. Right. So if MLK's son were to act a fucking fool and then supposed to be, just like go and support a charity for big brother next week. Like it might not work out. Mm-mm. Do you agree with Sony not releasing the interview? Yes, it was too dangerous. No, now the terrorists will win. I don't care. Fuck Sony in that movie. 3% said yes. <laughs> yes, it was too dangerous. 13% said no. Now the terrorists will win. And 84% are kind of in my agreement with me, which is I don't care. Fuck Sony and that movie. Yeah, I'm in that camp. Ghost Spacey said, maybe next year Sony will put a few dollars into the firewall. <laughs> Prince Laurent says, I honestly think that Sony knows that there is not a chance there will be a, uh, be a some type account. I don't know what that means. My theory is that Sony is more afraid that the hackers have some other emails they did not want get it, to get out. Notice how they canceled the interview the same time those Denzel emails came out. Also, the hypocrisy of white people is so great to watch. We all know what if someone made a comedy that made full of, that was full of 9-11 jokes, I guess, made fun of 9-11. These motherfuckers will try to make sure that movie doesn't make it to theaters. And the false patriotism is so damn annoying. So if the movie gets put back in theaters, do the terrorists lose? But Black Panther better not be upset that our people are being slaughtered in the street. Oh, well, black people better not be upset our people are being slaughtered in the street. Yeah, I wish I saw the same amount of outrage about Ferguson from people that got uh, pissed off about a movie not coming out. What y'all give a fuck about? HC says, love how some critics even tried to blame Obama, saying he should have told Sony to continue with their release. As if we didn't see in those leaked emails how much respect, how much they respect the president's opinion. I'm not crying for Sony today. Yeah, exactly. Well, Obama should have told him the same Obama they would think watched Django. Cause they, they, cause they, they respect him so much, right? He needs to mm-hmm. reciprocate. Mm-hmm. Get the fuck out of here. People are terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, we have voicemails. Cool. Let's get to these. Joe, Rod, and Karen, what's happening? This is uh, Anonymous calling in. Um, yeah, man, the reason why I keep calling in is Anonymous, man, because y'all shit is too ratchet, man. I'm a professional person, and the shit gets out among my colleagues that I listen to this show. It might be detrimental to my business. 
So that's why I keep calling it anonymous, man. Maybe one day I'll reveal myself like, you know, a superhero with my identity, you know, my black superhero identity type of thing, you know, give you my whole origin story, the whole nine yards. But but to my point for today, uh, I'm I'm driving to work, and um, I had to stop the show listening to Rhett and uh, uh, the Rhett show, whatever. And um, I just need y'all to know that y'all need to put a warning label on the show because I'm trying to drive and laugh. And you know you can't laugh with your eyes open. I can close my eyes. I'm like, I'm about to have an accident, man. Y'all need to put a disclaimer, non-disclosure agreement, some sort of, a, 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 you know, protection or something because this is just dangerous. This is dangerous, and so um, I just want to close out my little segment when y'all was, y'all was cracking me up talking about the barbershops across the country and with the Koreans and the chicken wings and the, and the fried rice and the lineups at the same time. I, I, I don't need you to say stuff like that out loud over the air, man, because I went to NC State, dog, you know, go Wolfpack. And um, in Raleigh, there is a black barbershop where a Korean lady has cut my hair, dog, no doubt, no doubt. Oh. And when I go into a barbershop and I don't know who, you know, I'm not used to who, you know, is cutting or whatever, you know, I travel or whatever, I might go to a different hood neighborhood to get a haircut. I have to go in with my instructors. I'd be like, look, man, I got a widow's peak, so you can't cut off my peak because it grows back funny, block the sides, block the back, slight taper at the temples, you know what I'm saying, and watch my George Jefferson ball spot in the middle. Don't cut that too low. All right, that's it. Peace out. Anonymous out. <laughs> yeah, you might have to uh, let it go, man. You uh, got to have all them instructions now. Sound like you holding on to the last thread. <laughs> he was like, I will not mm-hmm. let this go. That, yeah, uh, Tell a PSA for that and working out. We've got a lot of, you know, tweets about, hey, y'all need to warn me. I was laughing. I almost dropped the weights on myself. Use a spotter, people. Use a spotter. Mm-hmm. Next voicemail. Hey, Robin, Karen. It's Jodeci. Um, I just want to tell y'all why I think people kind of stand for Justin or at least why I stand for Justin. Justin say the most fucked up shit that you can't help but laugh at. And I guess I kind of want to put this up against uh, how y'all say guys be like uh, kind of, you call that rape uh, enthusiasts. Or not, you're not quite enthusiasts, but you know, whatever word I'm forgetting, that's on the tip of my tongue. Um, how they'll be like, well, I don't do it, so I don't see how it can happen. I can equate that to Justin's joke where it's like, well, I'm not saying it. You know, and uh, so I can laugh at it. You know, it's just enough the, the, the crazy the motherfucker guy. or the bogus motherfucker, and I can just put that off on him. But I love Justin, and I also love how he fuck with y'all. Uh, he robbed the most at the end when y'all do y'all little outro, and he try to put his little, I love y'all too, and shit. Love it. I can't, I mean, I love it. You can't stand Justin, but you gotta love him. So, and plus I got two light-skinned kids, so I'm starting to see that, you know, it, it, they some totally different people. Don't put Drake in there, Chris Brown, crazy, erratic people. But I love the show. Keep doing what y'all doing. Uh, best thing that ever happened to me. All right, then. Peace out. Peace. Thanks, Joe. To see yeah, you. a lot of people love Justin and his ratchetness. Well, there's a lot of people that are wrong. Yeah. Hey guys, how's it going? Uh, Stephen Richards oh, here. Shit. Hey, it's been a while since I called you guys, but I tell you what, man, it's been a couple of things that I wanted to touch on that you guys discussed, okay? Uh, first things first up, 
uh, Mama June and Vivid and that, that, that whole deal right there, man. I tell you what, man, I am not interested one uh, whatsoever in seeing anything dealing with Mama June and uh, her not having any clothes on and engaging in any type of sexual activity. That doesn't get my noodle going if you get my drift. I tell you <laughs> what, uh, that's not something that anybody, I think, really wants to see. And uh, now when I watch porn, I'm not watching it just for for that type of interaction. Uh, number two, I tell you what, uh, this this whole this whole deal with that uh, Stephen Collins guy from that Seventh Heaven. I tell you what, he's benefiting more of this Bill Cosby scandal than anybody else you know. Because I tell you what, it seems like the media's completely forgotten about that guy. You know, and he's uh he's if you ask me, you know, both of them deserve to be in the, uh, the depths of hell, you know, with dicks in their mouths, you understand me, because they both are just terrible pieces of shit, okay? But I tell you what, hey Stephen Collins, I haven't forgotten about you, buddy. All right? All right, you're not you're not getting one over on those Stephen Richards, if you understand what I'm saying. I don't give a damn what happens to you. I hope your ass uh, goes straight to the pits of the ninth circle of hell, okay? Uh, I don't like it, uh-huh. all right? I didn't like the goddamn show when it was out, and, I, and now I know why, okay? <laughs> oh, Lord. Right. But uh, Bill Cosby, you know, uh, you deserve to be right down there with him, but you guys do a great job of covering the Cosby show. So, uh, you know, I'm not uh, saying anything else about that. Hey, guys, I appreciate what you guys are doing, and you have a good one. Thank you. Thank you, Thank Steve you, sweetie. Long time no hear from, man. Glad to hear you again. Uh, and then we got one more voicemail. In the African-American community, we take our letters seriously. Hey, black guy who tips. This is the black girl who judges. Tina, hey, Rod and Karen. <laughs> I feel like I'm like a Roman reporter. So, two things. Sorority sisters. Isn't it kind of funny and ironic how with all of this hell being raised about Mona Scott's show, and it's kind of like the same level hell being raised about people wearing paraphernalia to protest, but that's mm. none of my business. Let me sip <laughs> this tea. <laughs> oh, Lord. So, yeah, I saw the show. Really? No one does that. This is not the West Side Story, the Bloods and the Crips. Please stop. Please stop. And let me just say, it's funny about this show because um, I think, Rod, you said this. If you saw, you know, people doing some work, getting arrested for Eric Garner, I can't breathe, social justice, you would be like, sure, fine. But when you see this, it's good entertainment, but are you really going to write a check for your child to do this? Mm. Okay, second point. Um, The interview, white privilege. White privilege. <laughs> Who makes a movie about assassinating somebody? And it's corny. You do the corny. But it reminds me of this skit that Will Ferrell did a couple years ago when he talks about, I think he's emulating George Bush. He says, God bless the U.S. and no place else. So, again, privilege, privilege, privilege. And the Sony emails, racism in Hollywood, are we shocked? I'm not shocked. Little, you know, not amused, but not shocked at all. Also, I don't know if you guys checked it out, but if you can, try to see if you can find this episode of Wendy Williams talking to Chris Rock. Because Chris Rock is talking about race, and the whole time, Wendy Williams is looking like, oh, my God, you know, I really have to get these uh, subscribers, these good suburban housewives. I'm trying to be the new Oprah. Let's not talk about racism, doesn't exist. Anyway, just my quick shout-out. Oh, 
Last thing, we have a Fayetteville connection. I used to live in Vietnam and actually taught at Fayetteville Technical Community College. Yay! Awesome, wonderful. So next time I'll tell you about the whole background. All right, guys. Great show this week. Talk to you later. Bye. Uh, peace. Thank you, uh, Tina. Uh, and I think she just hung up. Uh, but yeah, thank you, Tina. Uh, we appreciate you calling in. Um, and, uh, uh, that's, uh, her second good back to back call, man. I think I like Tina, man. Mm-hmm. I'm doing her thing. Also, good job, everybody calling in this week. Uh, new and old. Appreciate the calls. Uh, mm-hmm. they were all great. Yes, they were. And none of them were crazy. And I didn't even have to screen these. So, and they all were under three minutes. So, yeah, I feel like uh, you guys should all get like cookies or gold stars or something. something right. Phone lines are open 704-557-0186. That's 704-557-0186. And we still have some emails. So uh, we need to read those before we get out of here. Uh, go back to elementary school. Uh, Shana. Shana writes in. Been a while. Dear Karen and Rod. Hey, TBGWT fam. It's been a while. In the words of Queen. Oh, got a phone call. Well, Yo, you're on with the Blackout Tips. Hey, what's up? Uh, this is Dr. Doe Stacks from uh, Chicago. Uh, what's up, Rod and Karen? Good morning, What it yo. is, Doe Stacks? How you doing, sweetie? I'm doing all right. Um, still a little bit sore from getting knocked out fans football, but that's the past now. Um, <laughs> so on the issue with people talking about uh, North Korea and hackers, um, I was talking to a buddy of mine uh, in the military, and he does, he does stuff that he can't really, like, tell us exactly what he's doing. And um, he was, I was talking to him about it, and he's like, yeah, no, North Korea hacks people because they're actually probably the best at cyber warfare in the world. Mm-hmm. And North Korea is saying, we're going to hack you and fuck up your computers and stuff. It's kind of like if, uh, I don't know, like, fuck, if Scotty Pippen came to the Y one day and said, my old ass is going to dunk on you. Right. Now, you could say, you ain't going to dunk on me, you old bitches, and then he's going to dunk on you and probably drag his sack over you like he did that one day. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's and it's kind of like that. They're not, they're not playing. It levels the playing field. And um, yeah, no, I don't. And uh, I do very much uh, agree with y'all on the fact that this is a uh, white privilege being black because I said to a bunch of my friends, I'm like, yeah, no, you can't kill a head of state on fucking uh, film. And they're like, well, you know, this is an issue of freedom. I'm like, you niggas ain't say shit about her. Go fuck yourselves. Um, <laughs> right. I mean, you can, I mean, my thing is you can make this movie and you can put it out. You yes. just need to be willing to fucking deal with the consequence because a person like that isn't going to take it lying down and Mm-mm. and they basically got threatened and they backed the fuck down. I'm not, I'm, the funny part is I'm not even partying on them backing down. Like I get it. I, you know, if somebody told me they were going to kill us for doing a podcast uh, I would have to think twice about that shit. You know, is, is this worth dying for now? Like, I do understand why somebody would be like, it's just not worth it. Correct. But, but at, all that aside, for people that get on the internet and have all this like rah, rah, rah of patriotism bullshit, where were you when they were dropping these racism shits? Like, why isn't, why aren't y'all calling for the head of, uh, uh, Mrs. Pascal? Why aren't y'all saying she needs to be fired? They need new management. They right. need new leadership. Oh, no. They need to overhaul that <laughs> shit and get, get, you know, stop being misogynistic, stop being racist, stop being xenophobic. Like, no, nobody wants to say that. Now every Hollywood star wants to come forward and be like, poor Sony. And I'm, I'm not feeling it. 
Yeah, no, and like most, and actually, I made that. I told one of my friends about that. And I'm like, yeah, the racist emails. He's like, well, they're not being racist. They're just saying they're not being racist when they say don't cast black people. They're just acknowledging that audiences outside the U.S. are racist. And I'm like, uh, you saying the audience in the U.S. ain't racist? They're like, well, no, I don't think we are. I'm like, man, fall oh, down wow. on cactus. Um, and also the other thing, Sam, and uh, I kind of thought this because uh, the giant homie uh, Gail Colvin mentioned it. Um, Logan, the movie didn't like. You can do audacity, and you have audacity, and nuance is something that those dudes at South Park perfected. Mm-hmm. And Logan and uh, what's the, what's the secret about section two? Franco. Uh, Franco. Um, yeah, they don't have nuance to their shit. It's right. going to be like, look, there's a difference between having like a fucking mar- movie with marionette sex that actually kind of cogently goes in on Hollywood elitism. And then there's the people who made the movie with like 30 foot swinging digital dick. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. but, um, yeah, uh, yeah, no. So yeah, I like those points, uh, y'all made, um, on the sky keeps making ratchet shows and, uh, mm-hmm. more power to it. Yeah. Um, I, Right. I was in a white brat, and uh, I like that other intelligent shit. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks. Uh, keep it up. Have a great holiday. And uh, shout out to uh, Jay Trill and uh, all that ratchet nonsense he says. No doubt. Doing, y'all? Thanks, those stacks. Peace. Peace. Man, he uh, always is he, uh, for the um, Balls D Sports. He's always in the chat room, always sending us emails and stuff. Mm-hmm. Good, good dude. Cool dude. Um, so, uh, let's see, uh, also, so back to Shayna's email. It's been a while in the words of Queen Karen, have some empathy and sympathy for a sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she can't say them two words, not together. Oh, no, they they come in the combo, they cousins. Uh, grad, grad school is kicking my ass, but not so much thanks to TBGWT Premium. Anyway, I'm catching up on episodes. I'm actually behind because premium shows are so good. I've been following Rod's support of President Obama for some time, particularly in light of cops running amok and grand juries following suit. While I have some ideological differences with Obama, I respect and understand where Rod is coming from. I think, and I'm sorry if this has come up already, that some people need to take it back to elementary school and remember some basic civics lessons. Mm-hmm. There are three branches of government. There are independent ind- entities. There is a balance of power, etc. While the Constitution is really fuzzy on a lot of things, it is really clear about which office has the power to do what. Obama can facilitate a task force regarding the state of policing, which he did. He cannot overturn the court's decision. Police departments are, yeah, like even people that are like, they need to appoint, you know, special prosecutors in the case of all this stuff. There's still protocol. You can't just say, I'm picking this one. I don't care what, I don't care that you have a process. I don't care if you have a grand jury. I don't care what your local laws are. I'm changing the laws to what I want it to be. There's rules that you set in place that allows you not to do that for a reason. Yeah, even the changes that they're looking into implementing probably will take years to do, not to mention many of these suggestions have to go through Congress. And I noticed already I've seen that they are trying to shoot down the body camera money. Now, these motherfuckers just got us like one point something trillion dollar deal uh, through Congress uh, and all approved the other day. Mm-hmm. But that was for killing people and shit. Now that it's for not killing people, Amer- wants- American citizens, right. they want to run for the hills. Uh, let me get this. Yo, you're on with the Blackout Tips. Yo, what's going on, Ron Karen? This is William Call from the Bill. What's going hey, on, sweetie. man? 
Hold on a nothing. Uh, I was thinking about leaving a voicemail this week, but um, I ended up with, I guess, what you call, like, old nigga syndrome. So I decided, like, some, some horror flashback type shit, like my pops, and it was like, you know what? I ain't talking to no goddamn machines. I'll just wait till Saturday and call them. All right, so, so what's on your mind, then? <laughs> it's pretty much what we did. So I was, I was thinking about that Sony leak, right? And now, you know, you were like, Pretty much everybody in the world is like, yo, you know, Sony now, they're, they're talking this shit, and, you know, Sony's pretty racist, you know. Sony's pretty racist. We got these emails. Hey, considering what we actually know and what we see via, let's quote, unquote, one of our own, i.e. Tyler fucking Perry, um, considering we, we, we know the, the caricatures that we get from every fucking, from, from everything that he does, right? Mm-hmm. Could you possibly imagine the emails that get sent around, like, his, like, place? Like, like maybe there's somebody cast that he's supposed to be, like, robbing somebody, and, and maybe some, some nigga like Jay Trill signs up for the party. He's like, well, no, that light-skinned nigga can't be robbing people. Light-skinned niggas don't rob people. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know how, you know how that racist motherfucker works? He probably abides by motherfucking, like, Light skin, dark skin, privilege too. So imagine the emails going through his company and shit, because you know he he displays caricatures of black people at the utmost worst. So imagine what the fuck went down when he's trying to make like who's the brown or whatever the fuck the name of that bullshit. Well, if you really, if you really, nothing. if you really want to hear the behind the scenes for Tyler Perry and his auditions and stuff, um, I don't know if it's still available. If you have to like go download it from a website, but uh, Aisha Taylor. Uh, her show, uh, Guy on Girl, a uh, girl, girl on okay. Guy. Mm-hmm. Um, she did an interview with Gary Anthony Williams, uh, mm-hmm. who people might know as Uncle Ruckus from, uh, the Boondocks. Yeah. And he gave a background to wow. how, uh, the casting calls and it's, it's auditions are done for Tyler Perry that is better than fiction. So, right. uh, the episode of the Boondocks that they did do about Tyler Perry is based on his experience. Uh, going to Tyler Perry's mansion and auditioning. So, check that out. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so, you all saw that episode of the Boondocks. I mean, like, basically, okay, yeah, I'm just going to have to go ahead and that. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, man, just another fucking good week of episodes. Thanks. Oh, yeah, 848. Sterling is my nigga. Hey. So whatever y'all talking about, uh, y'all better go check that damn guy's fine. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even know what to tell you about that shit. Like, um, yeah, God bless him and everything he do. How at that nigga. And, uh, Rod, join the niggas with the, where the goddamn hat is man. Say what? Well, what was the last thing? I couldn't hear you. Listen, join the niggas that wear, like, I guess the hashtag, nigga, NWFO. You know, everybody be clear. Um, <laughs> and, oh yeah, that's right, 847. My fucking, oh, that bullshit. Well, anyway, yeah, my sister's playing the guy that AKA or whatever, and I was like, hey, but you better get with them people that she's talking to. And she was, oh, cool. she was oh. like, uh, what? And then I went and showed her the next one the next day, and she was like, oh, okay, you have me making, uh, making bad judgments at first, but now I realize my judgment was better than yours, like the rest of mine have been anyway, so, uh, fuck off. And I was like, all right, bye. <laughs> and uh I guess that's all the ones for this week. Yeah, but uh we appreciate all the episodes for this week. Y'all uh, you, take a job as usual. Y'all think stay up. Alright, right, you too, Aaron. Peace. Alright, peace. Peace.
Um, all right, let's, uh, what was I at? It's Shayna's email. Da, 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 da. Talking about the president. Oh, the Constitution. All right, so police departments are local and state entities. The federal government has little to no control over that. If you feel that the police department is acting out of line, and many of them are, be mad at your local and state policymakers. Educate mm-hmm. yourself about how these policies get made and amended. If you do, I can promise you it will never end up with the office of the president. Yeah, I think part of it is because he's black and black people in general feel like he's the only person we voted for right and he should fix anything that has to do with black shit period discounting the fact that the country's history is racist and that no one person can fix all the racism no they can and chain of command and all this shit to me i feel like when he gets out of office people will look back and realize how exemplary he was on race issues and how above and beyond he went compared to any other president that you know since fucking well actually lincoln didn't do it for race but you know um i think people will see then like oh wow he he really did do a lot of shit that nobody else would have done and probably will may never do again honestly right um yeah, and it may never happen again. Um, but for the record, just uh, I, I the thing is, I defend the president because a lot of times he's right and he needs defending. And I also think so much of the the criticism that comes at him is from a, such an emotional place. It's not rational, and I'll try not to operate that way. Um, for for things that are important you Correct. know like it's just like i don't really care about the sony thing so i'll, I'll allow myself to be like man fuck them if they get hacked who cares because they racist but i do <laughs> care about the country i do care about ferguson i do care yes. about dead black people mm-hmm. because the police are shooting these motherfuckers like hotcakes i do care about that shit so i have less um tolerance for when people are just being and i let people vent i'm not like i guarantee you i got people i'm the same as you guys i got people on facebook that you know fuck the president this that and the other but they did that shit on their own page so that's fine i'm not trying to correct them i'm not trying to fix it Mm -mm. i'm not calling into nobody else podcast i'm not like i hear the shit we relay what we like experience on this show (laughs) But in general, I, I feel like a lot of it's just misplaced. And it's like we have to blame him because we're black and he's black. So why can't he, like, use – why can't he empathize so much with us that he just goes, fuck whatever my role is. I'm going to change everything outside of my role. Like, I, I, there were people out that, that, you know, I heard say they wanted him to send uh, – to do martial law on – ferguson by sending in the military to fight the police and i was like it's just that's so that, that's so far-fetched right and crazy like that I'll, no I'll, president would do that all i can do is empathize with the anger you're feeling but i'm not going to sit up here and pretend like that's a reasonable suggestion right you know and, and so i just have to be like all right if you say so you know Hey, I think all the black people should group together and we should all move to Canada and shit. You're like, if, if pie in the sky, if pie was, was in the sky, that like if, if a if was a fifth, we'd all be drunk, right? Like, okay. <laughs> you just have to sit there and let people think. So 
I, I feel like I'm being pragmatic about the shit as much as I can be. Um, because I don't want to be on the side of just losing my mind and being like, he black. Why can't we do black shit? Black right. it up, you know? I can't do that. And to me, a lot of this shit feels a lot like what racist ass white liberals say about the president. Mm-hmm. Well, why didn't President McBlackerton get out there and pull his big black dick out and black it up and scare the Republicans into acting right? Like, that's what a lot of this sounds like to me. Mm-hmm. But from black people. And it's like, Correct. but we know that's not how blackness works. Nope. They're not going to listen to him if he does that for one. And two, that's just not his nature. He's not that guy. He sure ain't. He's not, he's not scared of the white people that guy. They already scared of him just for being, but he's not, you know, let me go intimidate and get angry. He's not that dude. Secondly, I think the quickness with which people lay blame on Obama for all that's happening means that the real people who need to be held accountable never are. For example, the governor of Louisiana, um, the mayor of New Orleans got reamed after Katrina and they should be expected to accept some accountability for things that happen within their jurisdictions and for not knowing, not doing things within their power. Yeah, man. Like, uh, Jay, uh, fuck, what was his last name? Jay. I know you're talking about, but I don't remember. Yeah. Why the fuck aren't people like impeach this nigga? Get him the fuck out of here. Like, where is that? You, you know why they're not like that? Because, and this is the bigger problem with a lot of the scope of black issues in America, the majority of people agree with the racism. Mm-hmm. And that's something that no president can overcome. No policy mm-hmm. can overcome. Nope. No, like the end of the day, America will always gravitate back towards being racist towards black people. Period. Right. And like when they run a survey and the survey says in 2014, White people feel police are doing a better job than ever of policing the black community. That tells you a lot because what they've been seeing on TV is police abusing their power and they think that's good police work because it's happening to black people. That's a problem you don't just fucking give a speech and fix. You know what I mean? That's, that's, it's not a problem that you can just, that just goes away. When people watch the, 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 the 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 tape of that black uh, of 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 um Charles uh um uh, Garner losing his life and and half the people go yeah, that sounds about right I mean he should have put his hands down that's a problem that is implicitly biased in America not a president can't fix that and a lot of people think voting for him was like making him the chosen black person that could communicate the white people whisperer and shit. He's mm-hmm. not. He's he's not. Racism people racist people don't care about that shit. Sure don't. A lot of people don't even know they're fucking racist. They just think they just keep thinking like in, in small steps, like, oh well, I mean, the guy would have put his hands down. Mike Brown wouldn't have punched that guy. Tamir Rice wouldn't have been playing with a gun. If the other dude wouldn't have been in Walmart with a gun. They don't care about the rest. Because they don't have to. Yeah. If Trayvon Martin wouldn't have had his hoodie up. Like there's always some reason that it's okay to kill a black person. At the end of the day, it's because they're black. That's the reason. And you can't fix that with a policy. You can't fix that with a meeting. Mm-hmm. You can't fix that with a new law. It's fundamental in America. Yeah, and a lot of people fail to realize, and I believe this with all my heart, the only reason why niggas ain't getting hanged in the street because they get the law, not because racism does not exist. I don't even know. Well, we had someone get hung in, in, in North Carolina. I mean, yeah, and it can still happen. Don't get me yeah. wrong. Well, but, if, it but, can, if it can still happen, then it can still happen. Like, yeah, it's but not more even about, would be if it wasn't, hey, y'all can't be doing this. 
Right. I hear what you're saying. I'm just saying if it can still happen, it can still happen. Correct. And, and it's still happening to us. As long as it's us, it don't matter. And that's Cause true. Because America's convinced people that the, these groups are so separate that we don't affect each other. And it's and it's a it's bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, hey, you having white privilege doesn't affect any black people. And you having male privilege doesn't affect any women. Right. And you having uh, heterosexual privilege doesn't affect any gay people. That's that's the American lie. As long as we can believe that, then then people don't care. That's how you get people not to care about any issues. Right. And 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 you being just one paycheck from being broke gives you the right to turn around and say poor people can't have shit. It's one of those things where we feed into uh, our own insecurities or either conf- or either. Uh, tell us the racist, uh, sexist, uh, whatever we're thinking is okay and it's all right and you're yeah. not a bad person and there's nothing wrong with you for thinking this way. This is why a lot of Americans kind of flock to. But they convince us that. Like, right. The big, li- the big myth is to keep us believing this shit. Like, Correct. hey, you, you're middle class. Actually, I'm, I'm working poor. If I miss a check, I'm broke. Working poor, right. I'm actually working poor, but I feel middle class. I have a nice TV. I live in a nice area. I have a nice car. So I feel middle class. Now I also have rent. I also have a car payment. I also have a TV that's on credit, but I have these things in my house. So I feel like I'm not poor. So then when you tell me some shit like, did you know poor people on welfare actually can get uh sandwiches instead of just getting bologna bread and mayonnaise now don't you feel like that's what's keeping them poor and you're like yes because they convince you that you're different like you're and, not, and you're not yeah you're, you're you're actually not and and you miss a paycheck get laid off you you'll be going for this assistance but like what what do you mean unemployment was only for one goddamn week right because you because have been they, following people they and convinced been- you that you it would never happen to you Correct. and that's what's happening with a lot of this police brutality shit they just convinced a lot there's a lot of people in america that are convinced almost rightfully so that it can never happen to them right you know that's why occupy wall street was so shocking to white people it was like they beat up people for not obeying the law, like for civil disobedience. Yes. Yes, yes yeah. they do. They beat you up for not civil disobedience if you black. Right. You know, it's it's why, you know, no offense, the people I've seen go hardest about this Sony shit are white. It's a white person problem. Yeah. I'm worried about living. You know what I mean? It's right, like a, not a goddamn email. The level of theoretical problems that you get to deal with it it changes based on what's going on in your life and i feel like when you're seeing motherfuckers get shot down in the street you don't care about who the fuck movie got released or not Mm -mm. you know someone may imply that if it was a nerd movie or comic book movie i would be more upset and shit let me tell you something if they're gonna kill motherfuckers for going to see avengers 2 i won't see it in the theater i'm not dying for no fucking movie i could Mm -hmm. die going up the street going five miles over the limit <laughs> right anyway in the case of ferguson our criticisms belong with the police chief the district attorney the grand jury process and those who put it in place darren wilson and members of the police department who defended wilson and who perpetuate the kind of policing that left mike brown dead while many expect obama to take a more radical stance in his criticism of the police whether we like it or not as a public figure part of his job is to keep things level so that other processes that are designed to deal with these situations can work themselves out yeah, I think people have confused him being president with him being like a civil rights leader as far as like 
Al Sharpton, Jesse Jackson, Martin Luther King. Not to say. Like, whenever I even see that comparison, I just kind of, like, laugh it away because you can't be that and president. That is the exact opposite of president. Mm -hmm. Like, what what Martin Luther King, MLK, uh, I mean, what Martin Luther King, uh, Malcolm X, Al Sharpton, Jesse Jackson, um, what these people stood for is the opposite of being a president. It is, mm-hmm. it is the most opposite you can get. You know, it's why motherfuckers get killed for that saying that shit is, mm-hmm. you know, so I like people think he's like a civil rights leader and he mm-hmm. can just say things without consequence. He, their president is designed for you to have consequence to your every action and they're going, like I said, uh, people, they're, they're talking about trying to impeach him now, like, which is so crazy to me. But I couldn't imagine what would happen if he, because people think it can't get worse. It can always get worse. Yes, it can. Not to mention, um, you know, there's, the, like, the way these things play out, he can't be seen as biasing the public against the police. He can't be seen mm-hmm. as, um, like, I, he just can't be seen as doing a lot of shit, man. He, he, the motherfucker said, uh, the police acted stupidly when they did act stupidly about Skip Gates and he had to have a beer summit and apologize. The, the white people aren't crazy. White people are not about to let this shit happen where he's just going around saying the police fucked up. They're yeah. not going to let it happen. Oh, no. Not with a death. They wouldn't let him say it when a dude got arrested for a death. Mm. Again, while I have ideological differences with Obama, for instance, if the task force does not address the militarization of police, I will be disappointed. But it's too soon for that critique. Yeah, um, I expect those results to talk about that. Although, I'm going to be honest with y'all, and I think I've said it on the show before, cat's out of the bag with that. That's never, the police are never giving those weapons back. Never. No. Not Possession is not attention to the law. Because of 9-11 and George W. Bush, or George H. Bush, whatever one was the second one, because of how they militarized the country, and then Correct. they, they got, they got so much of that budget to make basically obsolete, uh, and uh, no offense to people in the army and military. A lot of those people listen to our show, but they basically put us in a warlike state where we actually, we don't have, we're like, we're like, uh, if the Patriots played in the NCAA, we don't have any competition when it comes to the military. It's us. We are it. We will fuck you up. Nobody got more weapons than us. Nobody got more planes than us. We will fuck you the fuck up. You know, maybe China could fuck with us on sheer numbers, but when it comes to like having all the vehicles and weapons and all this shit, we have so much, we sold the shit to the police. Right. That's how much shit we had. You know, I used to work in a job where we would like send military shit overseas. And when you see those work orders, you're like, how many Humvees? How many? Wow. Like, that is so much. You know, we had to leave shit over in Iraq when we left. Cause it was just like, we can't take all this shit back. So, um, that all that being said, they sold that shit to the police cause they can get some money out of it. And the police can, you know, they're never going to give up a chance to have more power. You know, remember when the Boston, um, marathon bombing happened? Mm-hmm. They shut down the city and they went through the city with police quote unquote weapons that basically were military. Right, they shut, they shut, they, I don't think people, they shut this, you couldn't have, they literally. They turned cell phones off. Right, where they literally made it a black zone. So think about this, they did that, um, to catch a, a terrorist, you know, um, they did that within, you know, hours, it wasn't, you know, it didn't take that long to do, 
um they didn't need to get the clearance nobody they didn't run a vote no petitions just mm-hmm. did the shit um bet you didn't even know your police were supposed to be able to do that right and then they found the dude and we all went yay they found him nobody asked what the fuck was that right did y'all can turn like, off my cell phone that i can be in the black zone that you can literally come in here and tell me that i can't go to work yeah do these police even have military training with this equipment correct they just got this equipment so yeah i don't think that's gonna even if it is brought up and strongly recommended in for the task force that shit is done that shit was done when george w bush signed that shit and Mm -hmm. like we going to war that was over and they're not giving none of that power back and none of that authority back and i think because it didn't happen in a major uh population area quote unquote people don't have anything no this outrage isn't there but who's to say it won't happen in a larger population area like they just come in atlanta but like you know we got a terrorist here shut the whole city down yeah people flip a fucking fool i think i don't even think it was the size of the area karen it, they took advantage of the fear. People are more scared of that terrorist idea than the police becoming terrorists. You know what I'm saying? Okay. They more okay. scared. They're more scared. Like, oh, we gotta catch the brown dude. I don't know what's going on. We get this guy, it, and it's like, well, well, we do that. It's like the Patriot Act. You know, yeah, you like, can't. You giving up all your goddamn rights for for one person. Yeah, and nobody's gonna ever take that away. If 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 the president took back the Patriot Act somehow, that would be the most amazing thing of all time i mean in low key they be putting in work but if they did that shit they probably would impeach him like they would try to get him up out of there uh i commend him for not villainizing or discouraging public demonstrator demonstrations and for doing exactly what his position requires of him damn can he live uh, man honestly i just that's what all i want now right it's for him to, to get live. out of office right. that's why i was like when when when, when is your last day i'm ready for you to get out of office yeah he, he better than the country deserve right um I swear this was supposed to be a short email. My bad. As always, thank you for your candid humorous perspectives. Always appreciate it. No doubt. And look, man, you guys probably tired of me defending the president, but I'm tired of defending him against what I see to be ridiculousness. So correct. From- I'm, but I'm never going to not, I'm never going to let the shit slide. Cause honestly, if you want to shit on the dude, cool, but I need you to have some valid reasons. That's all right. And don't be irrational and illogical. Yeah. I mean, dude, dude does a lot of good. That's all, especially considering the last eight years before him. Right. Uh, the feedback show, Sports Sex Sneak writes in, Hey, Ryan and Karen, I wanted to thank you for the feedback show. After a week of working with people I can't stand, I look forward to you two playing the uplifting gospel record. Thanks again. Have a happy holiday. Thank you. You too, sweetie. Thank you. Um, oh, someone sent us the <laughs> sore. Well, we covered it on the show. The guy who went on the killing spree, but he did it with a sword. Nobody talked about it. Right. Tam Gee writes in, due to your strong stance on sword regulation, you will see the obvious media, media bias in the reporting of the story. These murders were reported last week, but not once did they say with a sword uh, that it was suspected as being a murder weapon. The sword lobby has shown its power by attempting to smother this story. Thanks, Obama. I, <laughs> I hear you on that. And Obama's America. I won't, defend, I won't defend Obama on that one. Mm-mm iTunes review. Hi, Rod and Karen. I just listened to episode 844 and heard you go looking for my review on iTunes in Australia and was surprised to hear you couldn't find it. So I looked, so I looked myself and it wasn't there, nor was my review for Where's My 40 Acres. I've written Apple twice to ask where the reviews went and they have yet to re- receive a reply. Cause we um, did look, sweetie. I'm sorry if it was a problem looking for the review. It wasn't Mm-mm, a problem. No problem. What I said in the review, I pretty much covered in my last email that 
which I thank you for reading. I will leave another review when I find out what happened about the last one. You don't have to read it out. Uh, I will. Sorry about, uh, sorry again and Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you and both. I hope you have a good one. Thanks, Scott. Uh, Scott M from Australia. The other guy who listened in Australia. Thanks, man. Thank you, sweetie. Uh, off young writes in bottom five was listening to your bottom five all time. I can agree with most of who you had, but a lot of my bottom five is white rappers. Ice, Ice Baby, shout out to J. Cole for acknowledging that more and more white artists are copying black what blacks are doing. My 13-year-old listens to a lot of them, and we had a, a full-blown debate about it. That Jonas Brother, Iggy, and Macklemore, to name a few. Keep up the good work. Enjoy the show. Oh, by the way, my girlfriend said the funniest thing about rape. It's not rape of, of a wait. It's not rape if I moan more than once. Of course, <laughs> of course I disagreed. <laughs> I heard women say they have climax while being raped. Just found the topic interesting and wanted your opinion. Yeah, obviously, that's a physical reaction. Right. What about? So you can't stop that. Yeah. So you can't do that. You know, it's like it would be like saying a guy didn't get raped if you jacked him off while you were fucking him in the ass. Like he might physically come but you still are a fucking rapist right you still violated that person yeah you can't change his physical like yeah you it's almost worse you know correct because they technically are not turned on yeah merry christmas from uh leslie s she says hi Roddy karen so glad i could finally email you guys and donate to the show it's not much but it's christmas and you guys are more than worth it i could go on and on about how much i enjoy your show but i'll keep it brief my boyfriend and I just moved to Portland, Oregon in pursuit of our the- theatrical dreams. So it's been a challenging year. Many mornings when I have to ride to the train at ungodly hours to work, I listen to you all and find myself smiling and laughing. The best was when you all talked about missing Saturday morning cartoons, but that's just one of many. Thank you both for all that you do, and hopefully I'll be making more money in 2015 to become premium or even make regular donations. Fingers crossed. Love from Oregon, Leslie S. Well, thank you, Thank Leslie. you, sweetie. I think it's a cross, too, baby. Yeah. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It will be- believe in yourself. Now we believe in you, honey. The power is inside of you the whole time. Mm-hmm. Thank you and happy holidays from Yolanda. Dear Rab and Karen, <laughs> R-A-B, <laughs> this is just a quick thank you for keeping me company as I make the transition to a new country. I miss home, my friends, and my family a lot. You both kept me company and distracted me when I was ready to pack my bags and head home. Your podcast was my first serious foray into podcast land, and I haven't regretted it yet. Raj, R-A-G now, your riffs with Jason are hilarious. Yes, I love Jason too, Rad, R-A-D. You will deal. Karen, I've only listened to this year. How come no one ever writes and fucks up your name? Uh, Ever. Not even by mistake. Anyway, my name is simpler. Karen, I've been only been listening for a year, but you are my new friend in my head. Thank you. Not being a stalker, I swear. You would have been my best friend in my head, but alas, you are a right supremacist. But you are forgiven because you continue to give the ladies a voice, especially on issues as it relates to rape and general misogyny we face. Don't ever listen to anyone who tells you to be quiet. Tell them to shut the fuck up. It's black girl time now. Thanks for all you being true to us for always being true to yourself. And not allowing all of those external assholes to censor you. Yeah, I agree. People mm-hmm. write the show and talk about Karen and 
I couldn't imagine the show without her, and any real fan could never imagine the show without Karen. Um, right, and I'm surprised that I even considered doing something different. But yeah, it's one of those things where I got to tell people I'm half of the show. If you don't like my voice, you, you don't like the show. I listen to the podcast to hear both of you, and fuck anyone who doesn't get that. Sings Jay Z, ain't nobody fucking with my click. Raph, like what? That's not even. Raph, you've surely given me food for thought on multiple occasions and made me look at things from different perspectives. I love hearing both your opinions on topics from the series to the name. I will never be safe. I will never be the same after the semen in the coffee bit. Thanks to you both for a wonderful 2014. You both are truly entertaining and it's truly appreciated. I'm sure other listeners will agree that we want you here for the long haul and we'll continue to do what's necessary to keep you thriving. Merry Christmas and lots of love to you, Karen and Rod. Oh, finally. <laughs> finally. I, I think this letter right. was trolling you. Lucky lefty sugar babe underscore 14. It Thank you. It's a troll letter. Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate her getting it right by the end. Thank you for all the kind words yes great shows by anthony hey ron and karen great shows as always i wanted to reach out to you with a couple quick things rod i've come to love your vocabulary you sneak in at least one five dollar word every show that i've got to look up and then work into my lexicon (laughs) i don't even be noticing bro uh karen you need to stop hating on j cole Mm -mm. karen comes off as nice except if you are the dead ceo of nintendo or j cole (laughs) yes she is way more evil than me (laughs) jermaine went the first and she's still hating on this nigga Mm -hmm. damn what do you gotta do die he gotta die in the street for blackness so he can get a little respect around him people will respect him it don't gotta be me the guests these past two weeks have been great i can't remember which episode it was but the lawyer gave a lot of great insights that's olivia rad film lawyer Mm -hmm. shout out to her and g glad everything's going good right a couple of months ago you mentioned i believe in regards to someone saying that y'all was in the pockets of big porn yeah that that idiot who emailed who voicemailed in right like it was a conspiracy because adam and eve got uh got all our uh get we get clicks from adam and eve or some crazy shit that the tbgw website doesn't get a ton of traffic did you surprise did that surprise you as you guys moved along the journey or was it expected because of the podcast medium um we along the way we've always had crazy people mm-hmm. that tune in once in a while we had people that turned on the show because they felt like they couldn't get enough attention from us so they deserve more right we had people that had their own podcast and shit on us for mm. whatever reason correct uh it's like anything in life you get good at something you do something long enough uh you're bound to run into people that don't like you or you know have their issues with you mm-hmm. um same thing with uh you know it's like if you play basketball on the court every day eventually you're gonna have somebody you don't like right podcasts are no different um so you know and people say and do froggy shit because they think you're in the public light so i can do anything i mean right this should be of your humanity right if there's any reason i like i don't feel like we're that famous or whatever Mm -mm. but if there's anything that um what like if you ever wonder why i give pause and consider like should everyone be turning on raven simone today right it's because i'm like you know i can see how fickle people get and how people will flip on people that really didn't mean anything bad and nothing and didn't really do anything correct so uh but yeah you get used to it to Mm -hmm. a certain extent and no 
it wasn't expected because of the podcast medium i expected it because i used to go online on message boards and people were way worse there so it yeah. could never be worse than that yeah i've never dealt with message boards i know to just know that people are assholes yeah it could never be worse than that um and plus you need a thick skin and you need to be able to laugh at yourself i was listening to five starter the other uh, today and uh some dude wrote in brian wrote in and was like i was smiling like when bomani jones thinks about bomani jones when he was talking about his tank (laughs) and i and i and i chuckled i was like that's good and then later on he was like i was smiling like rod when he thinks about bomani jones and i laughed at that shit too because that's good (laughs) yeah that was good that's funny you know, and, and I think you need that thick skin because you can't be out here on putting yourself out to the world and then running back like, yo, man, fuck Five Starter. Fuck that nigga that wrote in. Yeah. I, you ain't going to be making jokes about mm-hmm. me like, but what's wrong with you? That shit is funny. Yeah, if it's funny, it's funny. And nobody's above being joked Joke-a-bum, on, right. you know, like, so I, I don't really like, but I think some people do have that mentality and whether it will be podcasting or whatever, I just wouldn't get along with them naturally anyway. So, you know, I think that that's a thing that can happen with podcasts. And sometimes I just don't get along with people. Karen and I just don't get along with people, but we just have different approaches to the world. So yeah, we probably do. wouldn't get along with them if we fucking saw them at a restaurant. Yeah, right. It had to be podcast. Nope. Karen, I love when you go in on the idiots of the world. <laughs> Thanks, baby. Thanks for the time and effort you both put into the shows with uh my own work schedule and an eight-month-old tbgwt helps me stay abreast of current events when i get too far behind my twitter timeline have a great one go packers and tank nicks there you go ken the writes in great job i just discovered your show a week ago and i have to tell you guys i love the show not sure how long you all been doing this podcast but i'm glad i found it keep up the good work and thanks for bringing some entertainment and fun ken ken we've been doing the show for what five Five years years. Mm -hmm. so five years kid a correction for last week's feedback from cat who says i think i said in my last email last week that japan's equivalent to our dollar store is a thousand yen stores i was mistaken it is a hundred yen stores my bad yeah karen and i were really about to uh ban you from the show so (laughs) that's not true i'm glad you called in and got this right because oh man you don't even want to know girl you don't want to (laughs) know it was about to get so real up in here <laughs> oh man I, I guess i can i guess i can stop being mad now thousand yen you crazy are you crazy kate Three. <laughs> start a war uh john right saying what's going on tvgwt love the show especially the one you had about the worst rapper i agree with you master p and his brother of beat rapping off beat rapping ass right right you have to listen to this dude his name is ot genesis he had to be the worst rapper i heard this nigga rapping about cocaine ot genesis all right well this is the last email so mike can mike can uh find one spotify have everything don't it coco is the name of the song Oh wait, what? I might have heard this before. Is that nigga that be yelling and shit? Or nah? I don't know. I don't know. Niggas in the eight minute intros.
That's terrible. That, that beat is, is fire, and he did not a goddamn thing with it. Mm-hmm. By the way, fuck Sony. First they was talking shit about Obama. Now they talk shit about Denzel Washington. I'm sure you'll talk about more this week. Thanks, Rod, for having me watching Sorority Sisters. I love that show. I see motherfuckers trying to take it off the air, but I don't see them trying to take all the love and hip-hop shows off the air. Uh, <laughs> oh, we'll see. Uh, yo, I'll hop they, oh, I hope they keep on. Peace out, guys. All right. Thanks, John. Thank um, you, sweetie. And, uh, yeah, I, like I said, I'm in it. As long as people are mad, I'm in it. Um, once, as long as people bad. Once people stop being mad, I'm probably going to lose interest in the show. But until then, I'm following the adventures of Priyanka. Sorry. Learn to hate me. Ah! All right, man. This has been a long feedback show. And we actually have a nerd off coming up at three. So we don't have much time between shows to edit this and get this out. So uh, working, working, working. And I'm going to try to see Lord of the Rings, God willing, uh, sometime soon, too. So uh, we'll talk to you guys. Oh, wait. And my Eagles play at three or some shit. So, yeah, we'll talk oh, to you guys. Oh, they got a Saturday uh, game? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So we'll talk to you guys next week until or Friday, or like Sunday. Whew. Worked so hard, I forgot what day it was. Right. We still working on y'all the week of Christmas. We'll see y'all tomorrow at 10 a.m. Until then. Yeah. Oh, and then Tuesday, I guess, will be um in Justin Justin. Uh, Reggie and the Code from What's the Tea. Woohoo! A little something to look forward to, people. Uh, all right, man. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Until then, I love you. Love you too, baby. Mwah. Mwah.